Uh, I just want to point out, Mikey texts like an old person. Yoo-hoo! Welcome to Three Sheets to the Mouse. Today we have a big summer blowout and lots of fun things, like pools, clogs, and a sun bomb on my own invention. I must warn you, the only one crazy enough to listen to five guys using bad language and talking about kids' movies, like adults, is you, dear. And, uh, well, these five guys too. Woohoo! Hi, family! <laughs> everybody and welcome to episode 80 of Three Sheets the Mouse. We're five average guys with a love for all things Disney. And joining me on this week's show are four guys who are no longer allowed in Weaseltown. Trenton. It's Weselton. Adam. What's up? Tim. Just let it go. Let it go. And Mikey. Woohoo! <laughs> We're here to talk to you about Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, uh, grab a frozen Kieran. And enjoy the adult side of Disney with three sheets to the mouse. You picked a a Chinese drink for. I picked something that was frosty. I guess it makes sense in a roundabout way. Or Chinese, it's it's not. I don't think that I don't think the Norwegians drink alcohol because there's nothing there from Norway. Aquavit. One of my favorite. Oh no, that's not. It's still from there. um, That was Reykjavik. Never you mind. know what? It's that's cold. Cold. That's that's yeah. got, they they have some alcohol because it's not it's not a you know it gets cold so there's there's something to stay warm with and it's alcohol. Vodka. I don't know. All those two bitches ever talked about was chocolate. Nope, only the one. They're cultivating no, mass. They'd... You should have said Godiva liqueur then. Why else yeah. would Kristoff need that much fucking ice? Mixed drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. <laughs> It's a, uh, it's a bad time of the year for him. He's an ice salesman. <laughs> yeah, so uh, speaking of uh, speaking of ice salesman, Trenton, you deal with frosty things. Yes. What are you drinking? I am drinking still. I have more left over because my, uh, my entire family on my dad's side asked what they should get me for my birthday, and my dad told them Guinness, so I have like three 12-packs of it. <laughs> so I'm going to be drinking Guinness for a hot minute. <laughs> well, we've seen how how quickly you can drink Guinness, so it, it'll it'll just be a minute. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I'm doing. You well. haven't done that in a while. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, I was gonna do it the other day. So I actually met Chip Price, one of our listeners and and Facebook group members at uh, the pub the other day, and I was like, mm, better not. <laughs> <laughs> you had the prime opportunity of learning the, the live show, though. Yeah, I drank that pretty quickly. I, I wasn't trying to show off. Though. I don't want to intimidate anybody. So it's a lovely day for Guinness and Mr. Ni- Mrs. Nisbet's household. It's also a lovely day to toast him because just this last weekend it was his birthday. Yep. Happy birthday! You're what, twelve now? Thirteen? Yeah. No, that's you. Yeah. Oh, that's me. <laughs> no, I, uh, I turned twenty-seven. Twenty-seven, going on forty-one. Twenty-seven. Based on that beard. Going on uh, living in a uh, halfway house. So. <laughs> <laughs> Under the overpass. 
I uh, well, I do roast all my meals over a burning drum. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, hope someone I got you some uh, clean socks and a new sleeping bag. For your my birthday. mom actually did give me socks. <laughs> when you get to be an adult, you realize new underwear and, and new socks are really uh, they're actually pretty damn good gifts. <laughs> T-shirts and socks, man. Yeah. Well, I wanted to uh, toast Trenton with one of his favorite whiskeys, and that's Ardbeg 10. Fuck you. <laughs> so cheers. Happy birthday, Trenton. Thanks, man. Tim, what are you drinking? I've got some good old standby KC single barrel reserve. 120 proof. Oh, Knob Creek. Yeah, I just grabbed the bottle and ran. I was trying to figure out what to open or what to drink, and I was like, screw it. Let's finish this bottle. I'm pretty sure I need a, I, I need a replacement of that soon. I'm like down to the last bits of that. It's good. It's, it's one really that always good. comes and goes in this house. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's it's versatile. The the beauty of Knob Creek 120 is that it's good enough to sip. You can have it on ice. You can make mixed drinks with it. It's it's pretty vers- versatile. And it's cheap enough to where you don't feel bad for downing a whole bottle in a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your liver will, but... Well, eh. what's a liver? You only live once. You got two of them, right? <laughs> yeah. Mine, if you're, if you're mine are interchangeable. If you're a V alien, you just pop so them right. out, man. Then you're a lizard if you're a V alien. The lizard Illuminati? Yes. yes. Oh. I think Klingons have two livers, too. Cows have like six stomachs. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, what are you drinking? I got uh, some, uh, some Kona Big Wave Golden Ale tonight. Ooh, mm. nice. That's one of my favorites that they make. It's, uh, it's a golden. I mean, it's 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 not strong on really either end of the board, I guess. Also, I just had an IPA before I drank that, so really, I'm, it tastes like I'm drinking water, seltzer water. Yeah, but, but it's alcohol, so yeah. <laughs> I saw that Yingling has a golden pilsner now. I might have to. They try. do. It's not bad. It's actually not bad. I just don't it's, like I mean, Yingling. I see. I like Yingling. I have to be in the mood for it. It's like a good cheap beer, or I, I don't want to call it cheap, because uh, that just sparks uh, memories of like Ham, Ham's, Mikey's. Oh God! I thought beer. you were talking about the movie. I don't know what the fuck. Hums. Yeah, that's what I went to. The, uh, you know, Southern Isle, Alcohol Isles. Uh, that. Uh, <laughs> Fucking Walgreens. It, look, Yingling's a, an inexpensive beer, and it's actually pretty decent. Everybody outside of the East Coast thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. Well, that we just got it here in Arkansas about four months ago, and they went ape shit over it, along with color TV. Yep. <laughs> Matter of fact, that was the first commercial we saw was for Yingling, and uh, all everybody can say is, "I don't want to drink this Japanese beer." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, it just eh, doesn't work for me. Um, Adam, are you drinking Yingling? No. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? I got Milagro Tequila, the um, Silver Select Barrel Reserve, and the pretty. Bottle. I like that. It's pretty. That's one you gotta keep. You gotta get those fairy lights to. and put them inside. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, the um, the aged one I already finished. Yeah, that, that's the bottle you got to keep around. I like this and, uh, silver better, honestly. Make make a decoration out of it because it's a really oh, cool. Definitely. 
like they they blow the uh, the inside of the bottle has this like glass blown um, uh, agave plant kind of thing. It's like an abstract agave plant. It's pretty cool. We've all got our drinks tonight, but uh, but we have something fun to talk about. None of Trenton. Trenton's birthday was this last weekend, like we talked about earlier. Uh, we let him we let him choose the topic. Mm-hmm. So and you know what I pick nat- naturally. We're talking about Frozen. We are talking about Frozen. And it was really inspired by Mikey because he was saying how fucking hot it was outside and in his garage. And he could use a little Frozen. I said, Frozone. I said fucking Frozone. Why the <laughs> hell would I want to talk about Frozen? Shit, at least Frozone was in a movie this year. You're bringing up something that's five years old. Well, it was out when he was born, so you might got to give him a break. Came out. No, I'm I'm kidding. It's it's it's, oh. it's going to be a uh, a good topic. He doesn't I, really I remember the first Incredibles. He was like two. What? He <laughs> literally the same age. <laughs> no, I was I was uh, I was twelve. And like Jack Jack, he didn't age. <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about Frozen tonight. So Trenton, this is your show. Take it away, man. This is my show. So, um, I guess we should really get down to let's. I want to get everyone's opinion on Frozen before we start. On the movie? Yeah, just in general. Okay. So the um, my opinion's different on the movie than the attraction. Right, right. Yeah, well, no, the the just... movie's first, so oh, okay. we were going to talk about the movie first. I was just going to give his opinion on the movie before we had... Uh, Adam's going to give us a rundown and review and some history and some, some information on the movie itself, but I just wanted to see what everyone's opinion on it was before he got into his spiel. I don't hate the movie i i think it's i think it's very well done the music is good um i mean it's not when mel miranda so you know he's not gonna like it no i like i like <laughs> summer i think summer's a great song oh yeah um i i i could do, uh, olaf's like tomater okay you could deal with so much Tomater, but if they did a whole Olaf movie, I'd want to shoot my brains out. Well, they There's did Olaf a whole short. short, and they canceled it because it sucked. Well, <laughs> they took it out uh, from in front of Coco because it sucked so bad. No, mm-hmm. that wasn't that short. That was Anna and Elsa's holiday wish thing that was like 20 minutes long. It was yep. long. Oh, yeah. I didn't... We missed that because we were on the boat. But, um... um it's not. It's not a bad film. I I, I enjoy it. Uh, I I have a copy of it, but I have a copy of a lot of uh, Disney movies. It's okay. It's it's a solid seven and a half out. Eight eight and a half. I'll give it an eight and a half. Yeah, that's respectable. It's respectable. I mean, I would obviously give it a ten. But uh, what do you other guys <laughs> think of it? I wish that I had teachers that would look at me and go, oh, that's a 70. You know what? That's an 85. No one's going to say 85. It's an 85. I wish I had some teachers that graded the way Scott grades. Bump me up a whole I'm letter generous. grade. Yeah. Seven and a half to an eight and a half. I liked so it. Your, it, 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 yeah. it came to me when Disney was Disney films were off my radar. Um, I didn't have any, any desire to see it. I really wanted to dislike it. And then one late night this is gonna sound really great one late (laughs) late night at work when i was working third shift instead of supervising my crew i found a nice quiet spot in the back and watched a bootleg of it on the store's wi-fi 
and uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it. And literally, nobody looked for me for the entire length of the movie. I mean, it's 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 riddled with uh, with with jokes that kids get and jokes that only the grown-ups get, and there's a few layers to all that. I I liked it. And for some reason, it brought back Disney musical movies to me, even though Tangled was also kind of, pretty much a Disney kind of musical cartoon. For some reason, nobody ran. The kids didn't run around singing the Tangled music, like they ran around forever singing the music from Frozen. Well, the so, music from Frozen is better. So, I, I, well, I mean, Mandy Moore. I wouldn't go that far. Is, is a little better than throat. Anita uh, Washington Denzel, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I, I, re- I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, thought it was good. I'll, I'll give it an eight point nine. Yeah, Scott, he's going Olympic judging. Numbers. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's no uh, Little Mermaid. What about you, Tim? So when this movie first came out, I absolutely hated it. Really? Because it was forced down everybody's throat. Everything was frozen. This, frozen that. Do you want to build a fucking snowman? No, I don't want to build a fucking snowman. Just let it go. Leave it alone. Adele Dazim, you know, whatever. Uh. So I was like, I, I'm, I'm over the whole frozen thing. I, I didn't think it lived up to the hype. Well, we just watched it again, and it is a solid movie. Now that the hype has gone down, you can watch it for what it is, and it's a solid movie. I give it like an eight. All right, give it an eight. Well, now that we have everyone's opinion on Except for mine. film, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, hold on. I figured you're going to give yours during your your rendition of the movie. So, you right. doing a rendition so, of it? Well, his, yeah, I'm gonna actually his, his, song and dance it out. His it's version, be awesome. shit, yeah, you <laughs> because are. He, he's gonna tell us the the I think a little history too, right? So yeah, most of what everybody kind of know. All right, so before I start all that, my feelings on this movie have changed as well because I felt it got way too much hype. The in a reason, a lot of the reason for the hype was because I think it's one of the first times that a Broadway actress was actually brought in to voice a character. So you and Tim that was popular. shared the hate. I didn't hate it as much as Tim did. I just didn't think it was all that it was cracked up to be. I don't think the song wouldn't have been as big if she wasn't just in Rent. Yeah. Mm. And she got a lot of hype from Rent, and then the flow over from Rent to Frozen, and it just... It kind of was, oh, listen to this song that the girl from Rent sang. But little kids aren't watching Rent. No, but their parents are. And we had a niece that ate, breathed, and slept nothing but frozen. So Yes. Oh, I had I had two nieces that just, I mean, it they was killed nonstop. It. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's honestly the first time I saw it because they got a bootleg copy of it and would watch it over and over and over. And she'd want to watch it with us. So do we think mm. that the, the movie gets a little bit of hate because of the popularity and people get, just like with with other things that people are like, well, I don't like that just because everybody else likes it. Fucking hipster. No. Yeah, I think it's just, it just wore on people because it was overexposed. For me, I just thought it was overhyped. It was a great film, but I just don't see why Tangled is very comparable to me. It's It's a great film. It's pretty looking. I mean... It, it, they're very similar. Mm. Um, I like. I still like um, Princess and the Frog better. 
I like the music to Princess and the Frog a lot better than this. So do I. I love traditional animation. Yeah. And there's that too. This is... Well, I'll get into that too. So, <laughs> needless to say... <laughs> Film was originally released in 2013 and won two Academy Awards, one for Best Feature and one for Best Original Song, Let It Go. Um, also won the Golden Globe for Best Animated Feature Film. Now, what I find funny about this, about the hype of this song, is that the girl can't sing it. What? She cannot Live. sing it. Live, it is a very, very difficult mm-hmm. song to sing. There's a girl on Broadway who's singing it. <laughs> right now she's amazing <laughs> and i've heard recordings of it and i've seen it recorded and this had to be a one-off track for her because we've all seen the adele dazim fiasco and if you haven't looked for it but she can't hit the notes it was probably like a 30 take recording i mean i bet it was but that's a lot of songs though I mean, not not even necessarily Disney movie songs, but I'm saying songs in general. I mean, well, I'm not, I, but I'm talking just strictly Disney songs. Okay. Well, you I mean, look like you look at Daisy Egan. I'm sure I'm killing her name. I'm getting her confused with somebody else. The one who did Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Who did Mother Gothel? Who did her voice? Um, who did um, what's it? Hercules. Megara and Hercules. Megara. Megara still nails it to this day. Well, look, Disney has a long track record of hiring other people to sing the difficult songs. Like Leah Salanja sang yeah. Reflection from Mulan because the actor who played Mulan can't sing, and the actor who played Jasmine can't sing either. So they brought Leah Salanja to come in and sing a uh, whole new world. The guy well, and in, uh, the commander in Mulan didn't sing either. And Steve... Uh, no, that was Donny Osmond. Nope, that B- was Donny B.D. Osmond. Wong did his voice, though. Yeah. B.D. Wong oh, did the yeah, character's yeah. voice. The guy who played Aladdin couldn't sing either, so they had somebody else sing Aladdin's parts other than... Steve from Full House? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... Jonathan Taylor Thomas couldn't sing either. But I have less of a problem with that than I do of hyping this Broadway performer... That couldn't who pull can't, it out. Who couldn't pull it out. I'll be honest, and this might this might hurt Adam's heart a little bit. I had no idea who the fuck she was until oh, this fine. movie. I, I know her career. <laughs> I, mean, I saw her on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she also was in Wicked. I do. I like. She originated. I knew that. I she saying, originated Alphaba. No, she originated in. She originated Alphaba. Oh, okay. She was the original Alphaba. She played against what's her name. Kristen Chenoweth. Kristen Chenoweth. I think that's where her hype came from oh, more so than Rent for like the Disney crowd. It was I Wicked, mean, yeah. Like yeah, Kristen but Chenoweth. that's what I'm saying. So she had this name and she just can't perform the way she used. And then she took this and she took this to the bank and she was on national tours and all this other stuff. And where is she now? Well, didn't she end up, wasn't she at some point on Glee? Yes. No, yep. that was Kristen Chenoweth. I think she, she, no, no, she was she on Glee did, as well. Uh, spot on Glee too. Yeah, I mean yeah, she's but gonna that was, be in Frozen too. So. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she's hopefully she they got somebody else to sing for her, or she's gonna sing or it in a lower key. Ma- she's maybe she's just gonna key. do more more hummer uh, humming. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna do more hummers. She's more that's, hummers? How, that's probably how she got to be in Frozen too. Still, she did more hummers. 
Because <laughs> I want to say the last few shorts, you didn't really have a hard singing song. I don't recall. And the songs that, that she sings were in a lot lower of a key. She actually went on world tour. She went on a few world yeah. tours after Frozen. She milked yeah. the shit out of that song. She yeah, milked she it like a cash cow that it was. You know what excited me the most about the singing in this movie, though, is that Kristen Bell actually sings her parts. Yes. She Who doesn't awesome. love Kristen Bell? Question mark, period. The same people that don't love freedom and <laughs> beer. And, and Dax Shepard. really, really weird. He's going to be in the ranch now. Did you know that? Oh, but they uh, have I don't a great, really follow his you career. Ever, like, watch their YouTube or their Instagram. They have a great relationship. They're hilarious together. Oh, yeah. It's they, awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes... Yeah. Trust me. My wife it watches just, it, and it's like, oh, look, there's this, there's the this standard that's set for every husband in America. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it, you know what? It just goes to show you that ugly people can find beautiful people to be with. Wait, you think Dak Shepard's ugly? Yeah, he's weird he's looking. Weird looking. He's just got the nose thing. And literally, I've only seen him in two things ever. One was that shitty movie, Up the Creek Without a Without Paddle. Without a Paddle. Oh, and, God. And, and then uh, the whatever that had Mr. Incredible in it. Mm, I had to watch him in Parenthood. Oh, Parenthood. Uh, and, yeah, Andrea, wa- Andrea watched the shit out oh, of that. Oh, God. The one oh. that, that, that ran alongside Modern Family, but Modern Family was a hell of a lot funnier. Yeah, but that showed yeah. me feel like I was growing a uterus. <laughs> Not Modern Were Family. You? No. Yeah, okay, no, you're talking uh, about that. I think it was one. Parenthood. It was Parenthood. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Because yeah. it, it had the Gilmore Girl and yeah. Swim yeah. Fan. Oh, Lorelai. Lorelai Gilmore. Uh, what I, right, what I, I like, like about this all the names I can drop. That, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> is that one of the best singers doesn't even actually get a song, really. Uh, and that's Jonathan Groff. Yeah. He has, a, he has song. a song. Barely. Summer. Barely. Barely. No, no. That's you're thinking of uh, Josh. That's Josh Gad. Gad. Oh, Josh Gad. Oh, talking Josh about Tom uh, Reindeer better than people. Oh. I mean, he's a two-time Tony nominee. <laughs> well, and he and he says the plural for reindeer is reindeers. I mean, <laughs> and that bothers Tim a lot. Bothers me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he is a fucking Tim ice says salesman. It bothers <laughs> Tim a lot. <laughs> he's not a fucking English major. He sells ice. Tim, he was raised by trolls. goddammit. it. But yeah, the trolls have better English than he does. He tinkles in the woods. Did you not hear that part? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, trying to get back on track, we all know the plot. I don't think I really need to go over what the story is about. Um, a lot of people don't know that it was originally based on the Snow Queen. By Hans, from Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah, okay. Hans Christian Andersen. Now, a lot of people also don't know that Walt Disney Productions actually started tinkering with this. In 1937. Yes. Um, Right after the premiere of the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in 1940, um, he wanted to partner with um, Samuel Golden and actually do a half live action, half animated kind of story about Hans Christian Andersen. Um, Some of the best known works that were supposed to be featured in this animated wise was The Little Mermaid, Little Match Girl. The Steadfast Tin Soldier, The Snow Queen, Thumbelina, Thumbelina, The Ugly Duckling, The Red Shoes, and The Emperor's New Clothes. The Red Shoes? So this this almost like... The Diaries. I mean, this predates any of the uh, feature films where Walt did live-action animation combined, like Bed Knobs I was, and... W- yeah, it was before that, but it was after Alice. Alice yeah. comedy, yeah. After Alice comedies. Those, so, were, those were in the 20s. But this wasn't so much the interaction of it. It was going to be part... I don't think it was... I think it was going to be like... 
um, Samuel Golden was supposed to handle like the interviewing process and all that other stuff and mm-hmm. that live action stuff, and these were going to be like sort of like vignettes into it. At least that's what I was getting at. Um, but shocking, Walt Disney with the studios was having a huge problem with the Snow Queen, and they could not find a way to adapt the Snow Queen character to make her relatable to modern audiences. So they always felt that there were great cinematic themes in the story, but there was no good way to make her relatable. Shortly after U.S. entered into World War II and Disney started focusing making the propaganda films, which we discussed on what episode? Oh, uh, six, seven. Hold on. Oh, quick, no. quick, 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 Kind of a villain for a little while. There's more to that too, and I didn't get well well into that because so what you're that saying is this is a two part episode. This whole freaking thing could have been uh, like just the background of this movie could have been an episode. Uh, Adam, Adam, to correct myself, that's episode 21. How patriotic was Walt is Disney? Episode there 21, BT. Yeah, BT. <laughs> BTN. All right, so Disney side of the project stopped work in 1942. Um, in 1952, however, Goldwyn actually went on to produce their own live-action hands, Christian Anderson, and Disney ended up just shelving their half. And basically, through the Goldwyn one, the stories were represented by dances and poems and other things like that. Next attempt after that, and it was shelved for quite a while, and then after that it was done in 1990s. And this is Glenn Keane was attached to it for a little while, but he actually ended up quitting the project to make Tangled. <laughs> <laughs> well, eh. Smart, smart choice. Yeah, because financially, probably not. Which did you get a chance to see some of those pictures, those, the drawings and paintings and stuff? Uh, for a Frozen or for, for Tangled? For the Frozen. Or, yeah, of course oh I did. I, like I said, this was like a research hole that I went down, and I had a. This is very much trimmed back from what I had. Um, before that, Harvey Feinstein actually pitched a version to Disney. That was obviously turned down. <laughs> that would have been um, interesting. We also had um, various other people attached to the project. Um, Paul Gayton Brizzy. Um, Paul and Gayton Brizzy, and I'm sure I'm killing. Dick Zondag and Dave Gotez. Michael Eisner also at one point suggested doing it with John Lasseter, who of Pixar fame. And this was before they were actually one big company. And this was also done with the expected renewal of the deal they currently had. But that kind of went south in January 2004, and the project was again shelved. Um, 2006, Bob Iger comes in, negotiates the purchase of Pixar, and Lasseter was promoted to chief executive officer of Pixar and Disney Animation. In about 2008, Lasseter convinced Chris Buck, who of Tarzan, to return to Walt Disney Animation, and he actually pitched the Snow Queen, but not the and the actual Anderson fairy tale. The, and, the actual fairy tale is super dark if you ever get a chance yeah. to read it. Um, there's a there's a really good uh, if you if you ever listen to the soundtrack on the like the B side of the soundtrack, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez actually tell the story of the original story and it's kind of cool, it's kind of cool yeah. to hear the differences that uh, that that the that the movie and the story actually have. 
There's a lot of differences. Yes, yes, there are. He actually decided to add in the hook of the heart kind of situation and sort of made it a little more friendly. Um, development began, and the original title was Anna and the Snow Queen. And this was planned to be traditionally animated originally as well. Uh, according to Josh Gad, he was already attached to the project very early on when the plot was still relatively close to the original Anderson tale, and we would have had a different Elsa altogether. Care to take a guess? Of who it would have been? Yeah. I can't because I already know he told me, so. Yeah, you're not allowed. <laughs> not allowed. What, ye- what year is it? Uh, 2010. Oh, no, this is when it fell apart. I don't have an exact... Around 2008, 2009. Um, is it she an actress, or is it like a Broadway singer that I wouldn't fucking know? Yes. Yeah. Okay. She's an actress and a Broadway singer. I literally did a what the fuck when he told me, because... Maybe like one of the one of the teenage kids, like Demi Lovato nope. or something? Nope. Think Will and Grace. Wait, the, uh, Karen? Yep, Megan Mullally. No way. Was it, it actually attached <laughs> to the project. Then there would have been a lot of alcohol involved. <laughs> I, and, oh, God, I couldn't that see that voice. And that's not her real voice that either. She, uh, that's not her real voice. Yeah. Karen voice is not her real voice. It better damn that's well not be. And she actually has a really strong she singing does. voice. Um, by early 2010, though, the project fell apart. I said I could see her being a good singer. She's got a strong voice. Yeah, she has an extremely strong voice. And by early 2010, the project yet again fell apart, and the studio was still having problems trying to get that Snow Queen character to work. Snow, she is a very dark, difficult character, and to get the heart was was the most difficult thing. Um, Twenty eleven, it was announced. Frozen for the release date of November twenty seventh, twenty thirteen. At this time, they also announced that it went to stereoscopic three D instead of the original hand drawn animation. Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Loisage. Lopez joined the project and started writing songs for it in January 2012. In March 5th, or 2012, it was announced that Buck would be directing with Lassiter and Peter Delvecco producing. And Jennifer Lee, who actually wrote Wreck-It Ralph, was brought on. And they had to revamp the whole script and everything in 17 months to get it done. Mm. So they had a complete rewrite just 17 months before the release? Yes. Oof. So, I mean, that's intense, man. I don't want to kill the whole episode because there's a lot of things that we need to talk about here. But this is an amazing story of how many changes and what the actual like thinking process works when it comes to these films. Well, Adam, um, like I said, there's literally a whole episode here. Go ahead. If if you really have a bunch of research, you want to talk about this more. We could do a quickie this week if you'd like to really get in depth with it. Maybe we can. Yeah, maybe we'll do a quickie on it because there's some things that would have made this story totally different. Sounds like Disney should do a Frozen movie about Frozen, and it would probably be about as compelling as as the as the actual film. Now that it's been out for years, I would love to see like you know how we had um, Saving Mr. Banks, right? Yeah. I would love to see that for this. Saving Hans Christian Anderson? <laughs> yeah, so, well, uh, or creating Frozen. Yeah. Just something like that. There's because so it sounds like it. such a crazy process that I never would have even thought of how much rewriting and adjusting I had to go through that I literally was sitting here reading 
right up to when we started recording. Yeah, he was like, literally screaming upstairs, I'm not finished, I'm not finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not you know, done. And, you know, some movies just come together and they just they just write themselves. Uh, some movies, Toy Story 4, have to have rewrite after rewrite after rewrite. Well, I mean, with Toy Story 4, they have an original story. Hopefully. Yes. With this, they're trying to adjust something to make it relatable to everybody. And as though, because it's so cinematic, they know they want to get it on the screen. They just have to figure out a way to make that main character work. And the things that they did and the little tweaks here and there that made it work and the surprises that kind of came up. Like, for example, the, the whole Elsa's backstory came out of that song. If they did not write that song, I guarantee we wouldn't have a good movie today. So, you know what would scare me as an animator or a story writer for Disney? Seeing the uh, the success of this movie after we rewrote it in 17 months, and then they'd be like, fuck, now they're going to make us do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're capable, you did it before. It's like, motherfucker, we should have made it shittier. <laughs> well, I mean, John Lasseter was pretty much... Uh, Uncle Huggy? Saved this movie. Yeah. From what I, from everything I've read, he kept on telling them to go back and fix it. It was sort of like how Walt used to do his movies. If you ever read anything about him and how he was had the final say and the final approval. It was like, it's good, it's fun, it's just not there yet. And we need to fix it to m- get it there. Yeah, I, I do remember seeing one of the, um, one of the specials like uh, Laster and Ed Catmull. They really, they really pushed hard against the uh, the animation team on this. I mean, they really made them work for this one. It, I'm not even talking about animation-wise. I'm just talking about story-wise. There were problems from the um, just the rough drafts and the um, everything about this movie was a problem. And when you read it, nothing should have worked, and it all did. So it sounds like you had a lot of fun looking this up, huh? I enjoy, I enjoy this kind of thing. I love behind-the-scenes stuff. DVD extras are like crack for me. I love yeah. hearing about the the backstory about how things get made, seeing behind the scenes, watching. I love the DVD commentary. I'm sorry, I'll admit that. One question that Trenton didn't ask that I'm going to ask now before we get into the next section: What's everybody's favorite song from the film? So I really like "Reindeers Are Better Than People" a lot, but it's so <laughs> short. So I'm gonna have to go with "Summer" probably. Okay. Tim? I'm going to go with Summer, too, because I, I just love the way jo- Josh Gad sings that song. All right, Scott, you're up. Uh, I, I'm with Trenton here. I want to say Reindeer are better than people only because it is a really fun song. And it's true. But And it is true. <laughs> but Tim's right. The way, like, the, the funny, like, comedic parts of Summer. Yeah. When he's like, put me in Summer and I'll be a... Puddle! <laughs> what he should say is puddle. Yeah. I, I scream it every time he watched it. I, I, just... I, I definitely I definitely like Summer. I think I think Summer's probably my favorite song. I'm, I'm feel the exact same with Summer. It is my favorite song. It always puts a smile on my face. And Mikey has our next section, so that's why I saved him for last. So, Mikey, what's your topic? I mean, what's your um, favorite song? Sorry. Uh, you know, I my favorite one is always uh, First Time in Forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just I, I love I love the way Kristen Bell actually sings it and she she's acting a little bit during it when she's stuffing her mouth for hmm. and then you know she's swinging that uh, little tassel and it hits her in the face and she's all oof you know it just 
cracks me up. And she she asks why also, why I have a ballroom have with, a ballroom no, with balls. no balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very ACDC line. I gotta say, one of the probably the most underrated song. Well, it's not underrated because they're all they all were you know shoved down your throat. Uh, Love is an open door is pretty funny comically. I, I, you couldn't get away from that song. I know, I know. It's not underrated because trust me, they pimp the shit out of it. And people do love that song. I, I wouldn't, I couldn't consider it. That's like it's everybody's number not, two. It's not underrated. I just like the comic. I, I like the comic factor of it. You know, when he's like finished each other's sandwiches. Well, uh, there's a deeper meaning to that, in my opinion, Scott. Is you should have seen it coming that they weren't really compatible mm-hmm. at the beginning. I know, yeah. that's what's okay. brilliant about it. Yeah, that's, that's, and I didn't catch that the first time I watched the movie. And then the, the next couple times I'd watched it, I'm like, wow, it really shows that they weren't really that in sync. They were just making it yeah. seem like that because he knew what he was doing. Yeah. He, well, it, I mean, it also takes that, that whole love at first sight kind of nonsense and turns it on its head. It definitely does. Yeah. yeah. So he, he was that, basically that's what makes the, that. He was the first dude with a pulse that didn't work inside the castle that she stumbled across. <laughs> and she's like, It's a man! <laughs> <laughs> but I want to make a point there real quick. They had the most dowdy-looking people working inside that castle. Well, the well, doors were locked for like 15 years. They're probably all inbred. Oh, <laughs> It, I, truth. <laughs> All right, speak the truth. Next, take it away. <laughs> I'm done. Okay, so in, in the uh, the lore that is this uh, fiasco that was frozen in the year 2013, um, after the movie, actually not no before the movie came out, back uh, in early November. So I guess it was probably a couple weeks before the movie actually came out. Disney announced that they were going to have meet and greets for the princesses, and you know. Uh, Whatever, I got three sons, so that really didn't matter a hill of beans to me. But uh, it mattered a big hill of beans to a lot of people. And at the Magic Kingdom, these meet and greets actually started out in the uh, Norway Pavilion at Epcot. Kind of a, uh, a scabbed together area there. Um, just early, early November is, is, is in 2013. They, they weren't prepared for the throngs of people that would be coming to see the uh, the princesses. So they they moved it um, over to the Magic Kingdom where they'd have more room to accommodate everybody wanting to meet them. So yeah, eventually it was it started in Epcot but was then moved to uh, Princess Fairytale Hall. Now this was literally in like a broom cupboard in yeah. in uh, Norway. And there was a tiny tiny room and they were like, "Oh, no one's going to want to meet these people." Hmm. The movie's and not even so, out yet. Whew. But all I'm going to say real quick is nobody threw a fit yet. No. There was no, like, ranting... No, my Norway. There was no ranting and raving yet. Well, that's because they hadn't turned the entire pavilion to Arendelle. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, or the people who were complaining that they're putting too many IPs into Epcot. Nobody said a word when they did this. Oh, it's just... It's, because it's, you've it's... already got princesses in Epcot. It's just something else that people to complain about because but people the like princesses in Epcot were integrated into the country where the story was from. Yes, Arendelle does Arendelle not exist. does not exist. It's well, loosely except, based except on a Norwegian country, so they had except to. for Jasmine in Morocco. Oh yeah. So you can thank uh, Tom. That Stags was as for close that. as they could get. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of a go with me. All right, so so go with me to 
to Magic uh, Magic Kingdom, okay? And that, let's move forward a whole year because all of this is November 20, uh, 2013, okay? So let's move forward to about September of 2014. The Hunt family decides let's go to Disney World. Hmm. Hmm. I, I've seen this. I've seen this movie. There's a moose out in front. And John Candy. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Park's closed. There's, there's, a, there's a dropped weight ring somewhere. Someone's that guy. <laughs> anyway, I can sing the whole song. Uh, I watched a lot of National Lampoons growing up. So uh, yeah, we decide. Hey, let's let's go to Disney World. Um, last thing on our mind. Last thing we have any ink. First off, meeting princesses in general wasn't a thing we planned on doing. With three kids, the only princess that we really cared to meet was Aurora for my wife. Spoiler alert, it didn't happen, and I get told about it every day. <laughs> uh, so my experience meeting meeting Anna and Elsa starts at Ariel's Grotto. Where we actually got there and got a chance to go in there and meet her with like we basically did all of fantasy land with 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 uh walked on to every attraction because we got there early and everybody ran two directions they ran to meet the frozen twins and then they ran to the the mine train we just went ahead and knocked out all the classic attractions back in the back of fantasy land or new fantasy land before 10 o'clock we walked on everything we go to meet ariel in the grotto and she's talking and, you know, being all, you know, teenager, bebop or whatever. And she asks if we've had a chance to meet her friend, Anna. And I was thinking, oh, shit, they know each other. <laughs> and she says, if you do, you should tell her today's chocolate day. And we're like, oh, that's funny because she sings a song about chocolates. And we leave, you know, whatever. Um, so... Fast forward, you know, and even even at this point, you walk by the standby queue. Um, I went back and looked up at historic standby times, and the week that we were at Disney World, the average wait time for standby to meet these ladies was in the neighborhood of 240 to 300 minutes. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That I remember. I remember the waits being absolutely insane for this. Yeah, I remember, I remember hearing the stories for that. So they did that. For about a month and a half, because when we got there in August, or in, I'm sorry, in September, that, that wasn't a thing anymore because there was still lines like crazy to meet them. So, you know, may, maybe since the time went down from five to eight hours to three to four hours, they were like, eh, we don't need the tickets anymore. It's is Disney World. We want people to know that when they come here and they don't have a fast pass, this is where they want to be. So we're going to drive up people wanting to meet these because, hey, let's face it, right now, there's not even a wait to get on Peter Pan. Because everybody's in line to meet Anna and Elsa. Really? That's crazy. Well, no. no. Well, the, 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 it was low. It, it, was, it was probably like 35 minutes, 40 minutes tops when we were there. But it was also September, so low crowds. We do everything else there is to do in Disney World, and we go to eat dinner at Crystal Palace. But we never got to see Piglet. We were there an hour and 45 minutes. We kept waiting for Piglet to come back and see us, and he didn't. And the cast member was like, well, he'll come back through. He'll come back through. And when he didn't, and we're like, she's like, you've been here two hours here and she gives us a fast pass the paper fast pass good for anything no restrictions use it on any anything that takes a has a line this gets you so right what you there. so what'd you use that fast pass on well the only thing you would use it for tomorrowland transit authority 
<laughs> no, that's a lie. I still can't find that fucking place. Can't find it. And we've we'd already ridden everything there was to ride there, except the Carousel of Progress, because couldn't find it. Uh, so we we decide, uh, you know what? Let's, for shits and giggles, let's see if we can get that once-in-a-lifetime go-meet-Anna-and-Elsa type thing, you know? Whatever. So we walk up there, and there's still... This, this is like 8 o'clock, and there is still a line... So we, we literally walked right past everybody and only had to wait like four or five minutes before they took us into the room. And there were people staring daggers in the back of our heads because they could hear what the situation was. We did a fast pass. We had the, uh, the fucking Willy Wonka's golden ticket and it got us right there to the front. So here's, here's, here's my experience once we got inside of that. Um... If you've never been to Fairytale Hall, it's just it's an ornate room. They've usually got two princesses in there. In this case, it was a princess and a queen. Anna was on the left side. Elsa was on the right side. And they each had their own photographer. Because they do not interact with each other. Like at all. So, we get in there. We go to meet Anna first. And Anna was spot on. She was literally Anna from, it's the first time in forever, that entire opening morning of the coronation day. Bubbly, perky, upbeat, filled with so much energy. It was, it was, it was almost nauseating how perfect this particular cast member portrayed Anna. She uh, was cracking jokes with the kids. We let her know that it was chocolate day. And she screamed chocolate and made an outright fool of herself, which was freaking hilarious uh, about it. And I th- and what was what was really funny is um, my my eight year old Keaton. She was talking to him, and she says uh, she asks him if he saw any if he's seen any of the balloons that they that, that they have out in in the Magic Kingdom. And he says, "Yeah, we saw them selling some balloons." And she says, "Uh." You, you know um, why you can't give Elsa a balloon. He's like, why? And she says, well, she'll let it go. <laughs> what was the kind of setup like for these two? You said they were on completely different sides. They didn't really interact with each other at all? No, no. They, you had, I mean, literally, you walked in there and there was on on the left. There's Elsa across the way on the right. Um, each were under their own spotlight. The room was actually divided by a section where the spotlights didn't illuminate it, so it wasn't dark by any stretch, but it was... It, it created... I mean, as for stage theater, this creates a, a definite, you know, division between two scenes, I would say. And that was no more obvious than we've got over to have our interaction with with Elsa. Yeah, I can't really call it a greeting because and and I understand and I'm not trying to be funny when I say this. It was very cold. <laughs> womp womp. Just no, I mean I, I know it comes off like a pun, but it it just I frigid bitch is the only way I can think <laughs> of to describe the interaction. And I don't know if that was the cast member or just here's how you play it. You're the queen, you're stately, you don't goof around and run amok like your little sister does. You're all about business and all about being a professional. They come in, you meet them, you take a picture, and then there was, there was like no conversation with her at all. It was 
totally opposite. But what gets me about that is at the end of the movie, she's not cold and hardened and stuff like that. She's she's putting personal flurries over Olaf, and I mean, it just. Well, oh, even like the videos I've seen, because I haven't done this meet and greet in any of the areas, but even the videos I've seen, and even when she's on the floats, if she's not doing her magic, she's very reserved and very yeah. proper. Yeah. So I, I, I can, like, if she's not doing anything, if she's not singing her song, she's very poised. Well, so it kind of makes sense to me. Someone needs to hook her up to a snowblower to make this a little bit more fun. Because, well, I mean, it, it's. I mean, well, like, again, there's can, more can we to not that. Just because, have a fake wait, snow thing no, up no, on no, her no, side no, of the no, thing because, and let her do a thing but, and foosh, and there's some snow and fucking that'd be a but cool here's, picture. But here's the game of this, and you have to be super careful because this is also. And again, I'm getting more into the stuff that I researched a little bit, but this story was also about depression and isolation. And there's more here than. In order for that character to represent that well. It doesn't get fixed overnight. She's going to have her good days. She's going to have her bad days. And that I think this is Disney doing this very smart. Because somebody who suffers from depression, somebody who suffers from anxiety, kind of sees, yes, I can have an amazing day and still be a reserved person. It, not every meet and greet is going to be the same for everybody. And that's kind of what I get from this. And her character. Okay. I'm just saying. No, I, I, I see it. I see it. Uh, I mean, she is she is supposed to be the queen. She is supposed to be much more reserved, much more stately than Anna. Anna is uh, the court jester for all intents and purposes. I mean, look, I've never met Anna or Elsa at Disney World. I, I have a boy. I probably don't plan to. I might do it uh, this time. Until he's interested in boobies? Well, yeah. <laughs> until, until, until he's Keaton grabbing Snow White's, you know. He did. Ass. He did. Yeah. Um... I will say, while I was doing some research today uh, about this, I went ahead and just checked to see how wait times are right now, I guess, at, by comparison for Anna and Elsa. And I know you're meeting them in Epcot now because they have their own dedicated area there, the Norway Pavilion. You're looking at like 30 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, it's 25 yeah. when I did yeah, it. I might do it. It dropped way yeah. down. Yeah, it's like it's like 30 minutes. And ironically, right now, today, the longest wait for a princess at an hour, Rapunzel and Tiana. Well, Tiana's very rare meeting in the park. So, so the other the other meet and greet for Frozen, um, Olaf and... It's supposed to be a meet... Well, the, I, I want to touch on some of the newer area. Because they did a lot of interesting things in the new spot for the meet and greet. The Royal um, Summer House. The Royal Summer... Yeah. I mean, I uh, Trenton knows more about it. He's done it. I've never done it. But the stuff that I've read about it, it's really cool. It's um, They have multiple rooms with multiple people. Mm -hmm. Um, and Not really. I mean, it's you, you go through the queue, and it's it's a wall that divides the two of them. And Anna's on the right, and Elsa's on the left. But they, they actually interacted when we were there. Speaking of going with children, I did this with a bunch of adults. Um, <laughs> <laughs> drunk adults. And... Uh, now they're children. No, they um <laughs> they actually interacted, and Elsa was very, very uh, she was very bubbly and and interactive, and it was not cold at all. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's a different chick playing Elsa now. Um, did yours look like Elsa? Cause mine did not. Very much so. Anna was yeah, also no. very Anna-ish. Um, yeah, no, we I did not have. I had like a Vulcan. 
But the funny story is that this was the second day in a row that, that Shan Nichols had met them, and he went with us. And <laughs> instead with, of with having Spike Junior, yeah, and uh, so Elsa goes over to Anna and she goes, "Do you understand this pineapple thing? I don't. This is the second day in a row. I don't know what's going on." <laughs> like where well, we could all hear, but it was like she's like, "I don't know why he has that." And but they like took pictures with it, and they were like. It was it was actually a really really cool experience and the queue's very nice it's very well themed um, we were drunk so Stephanie got into a like a chest that they have sitting there that ironically actually opens it's not just a prop and it's empty and she like crawled in it it was awesome. we were yeah it's like it was pack a, and play 2.0 yeah exactly I was like you guys drink and you just literally try to see what kind of shit you can get into let's just get into shit literally um, literally get into no the new one's great also also from a technology standpoint. This is the first time that they're actually using true photographic theater lighting to create moods and stuff, from what I understand. Oh, it was incredible. So it's, n- so it's not just that one individual spotlight hanging over a princess or over a character. They're actually using a lighting rig in this area to create different effects and different lighting effects. Yep. It's one of the more, the first technologically advanced meet and greets that I know of. Yeah. yeah, they've started doing those at the uh, the Storybook Circus one. They put those lighting rigs in there too. You can really tell. In yeah, the but I think too. this was before that. Yeah, this was before that. Well, uh, they modified that to to have the same lighting rig. It's from what I've seen the pictures, it looks cool. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Ethan will do it. I doubt it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna after it. after this episode airs, we'll uh, we'll post some of our favorite pictures from this meet and greet and the ride photos and stuff so everyone can, can get a look. So the other meet and greet, uh, Olaf over at Hollywood Studios. I Keaton did that. I've done that one. I didn't go... I, well, yeah, no, I guess I did go in there with him and it... It's, eh. it's, it's weird. I mean, Olaf doesn't proportionally look right. No, he's about uh, eight feet tallish is what it seems yeah. when he's next to a kid. Or, or me. His 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 well, twig well. arms are a lot bigger around than they probably should be. The best part about Olaf is that he talks in his personality, and this yes. is just not that. He, he doesn't talk. No. Um, was this where they had? Was this in the same spot where they had like the ice skating rink and the? This is snow. by the Jedi. No, no, the, this is by the Jedi Studios. Theater. It's where you okay. used to go and check in for the American Idol, uh, like tryouts. Yeah. Is that where they had um, the big summer blowout? Thing. The, mm-hmm. That was awesome. That, that was awesome. Like the I, I wanted to do that, but that was I know we wanted to do that too, but they closed that before we could get, could get yep, down yeah. there. We didn't, we didn't do the ice skating, but we went in there and it was nice. This was Olaf cool. meet and greet, I swear to God, I walked by it. The one time we were going to do it, we had somewhere to be, and it was like 10 minutes. I'm like, fuck, we should go over there right now. And as soon as you walk out, it's back to like 50. Motherfucker. Yep. Yeah. It, th- this one is literally a crapshoot as to as to what lets out right around there at that time. If Star, if like Star Tours lets out, a, like a bunch of people go in there and a bunch of people with kids, they'll run over to there. Um, or if Indiana Jones lets out, that's what happened I mean, to us. It it's is, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. It if is the sing along lets people. out, you're fucked. Oh yeah, that too. Um, but no, it's it's a pretty cool meet and greet. Olaf is he's animated. He gives the kids a little like uh, little card with his signature on it because I guess he doesn't actually do the signings. Cause he, has he has no got, hands. He, he has, has got no he hands. He's like twigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? So does Groot, and he can he can do a shitload more than Olaf can. Let's be honest. I bet um, you that suit is fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I bet you it's so thick. 
Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, it looks thick. But it's cool. Two C's. <laughs> Took me a while to get that. There you go. It's one of them hip internet things. Yeah. You, you old people today don't understand. Hey, that's a, that's, yeah. It's a Fortnite generation thing. <laughs> so me and Mikey are the only two that have done the meet and greet. Um, Mikey, what was your overall impression of the meet and greet? Do it again? Not do it again? I would do it again hearing that Elsa is a bit more approachable. Very much so, yeah. I, I think this was just this was early on in it, and I mean, let's be honest. This was like eight eight thirty in the evening. How many people have these two cast members seen all day long? Okay, and again, Anna was still nailing it, but Elsa was ju- just, you know, she did sign and smile when she signed, but it, it it was just it was it was a different kind of thing. I mean, it was more like, and, and maybe she's playing up the whole fact that I'm, I'm I'm the queen, this is beneath me, why should I be here? Uh, it sounds like you just got a cast member that was tired of uh, pretending like she liked people all day. And it happens! I think the one the one reason I would want to do it is because, um, like we've talked about, the architecture and the imagineering that goes into the Royal Summer House. Like, if this was Princess Fairytale Hall, I'd pass. But, yeah. because the Royal Summer House is I mean, we'll talk about the queue for Frozen Ever After. I think they did a really good job imagineering this stuff. Oh yeah, it looks really good. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it's comparable. the th- the The queue to this meet and greet is comparable to the queue for the Frozen ride. I mean, it's it's very well themed. It's everything's painted on point. You know, they've got everything very. It, it's. It's one of the better cues, I would say. I mean, for a meet and greet. I mean, it's not like there's no interactive anything or anything like that. But no, I I, I would definitely want to do it just for the, uh, the the Imagineering side of it, and not to meet princesses. But that's just like I guess a bonus. Dude, actually meeting the princesses was really really fun. I mean, like, and it might just be because I do love Frozen, but it, a lot. Well, they were one of the they were one of the better meet and greets that I've done with face characters. Honestly, I mean it's. They were interactive. They were nice. They acted like you got to actually spend time and talk to them for a second. You weren't rushed through. And like I said, the the wait time was only 25 minutes when we did it. You know, come to think of it, Ethan really hasn't done too many face characters. Um, we mostly do the head characters because, you know, for the last couple of times, he's been like, he's been pretty young. And now he's, he can talk a conversation around you. Um... It would be interesting to see his reaction to some of the, the face characters. I mean, the amount of fun in this meet and greet is comparable to the Gaston face character meet and greet. I mean, it's... I love meeting Gaston, too, because he's such a dick. He is. I mean, he was real mean to me. But it was funny. Did it make you angry? No, but he definitely, like, we... we, we f- took our picture and he flexed like in front of my face like my face is like right here <laughs> <laughs> he's like with Stephanie funny. like pulls his shirt back and he's like and she's just standing there with him and I'm just behind him that was the only <laughs> picture we got too like I don't think there's any pictures with Gaston where you can see my actual face so I guess the next thing that appeared in the parks frozen wise would be the ride right no, no. was the sing along first too mother sing along first I have this yeah. all fucked up you do the parade and the sing along the parade and the 
We didn't. Yeah, the oh, yeah, frozen the parade. Su well, su fr summer of frozen fun yeah. or whatever. It was. Yeah, that was during the whole. Um, it was in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, yeah when the frozen. Oh, the, the big frozen summer blowout. Oh, we, we yep. actually went during that. I think we saw. Yeah, yeah, because they were doing it. They would do it right in the front of the park too in Hollywood Studios. Wasn't yeah, yes. in the the ice skaters Studios. and the ski things and the sleigh. I feel bad for all of these cast members, and, and we'll go over it real quick. Basically, this was a parade of frozen characters, frozen themed. Um, cast members who would do, you know, skiing, rollerblading on uh, on the streets of Hollywood. And here's the really, really, really shitty part: everyone had on winter gear. Mm. Oh yeah. I cannot imagine how awful that was. Kristoff hated himself. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> you have a toboggan on right now, dude. Like, <laughs> he, but, but <laughs> wool pants. Kristoff is usually and the a wig. Most that wasn't his real yeah. mist. Cast, um, face character I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Right up there with Star Lord. Star Lord. Yeah, I was gonna say Star Lord's pretty. They're bad. right up there. They're the same. I don't know if it's gonna be easy to cast him because his face isn't. I mean, it's an animated movie. Yeah, but you get the girls right. Yeah, but they're those more are realistic. Like Show me somebody he's, whose he's nose looks like, like a fucking button mushroom. <laughs> it I mean, like, could be just somebody who's got a cherub nose, man. Nope. Yeah, that's real specific it's, though. Yeah, uh, but yeah, now this one, this this uh, frozen parade was um, uh, a cast member's probably worst nightmare. I completely forgot about this parade, and I've seen it like four times. It was, it was only it was only a very short run during the summertime. It ended. It started from like uh, April till November, and then closed out. Because I feel like every time I went to Hollywood Studios on this trip that I'm talking about, it was just fucking starting. Now that we've gotten to the the next installment of Frozen in the Disney Parks and Walt Disney World, and I've got my fresh birthday pour of uh, Calumet Single Rack Black that was given to me by Lauren Shoemaker and Chris Drossel. Thank you very much. Um, let's talk about the Frozen sing-along, one of my favorite installments of Frozen in the parks. You know what? And had we done this episode a year ago, I would have told you to go fuck yourself. When you See. gave me this part? <laughs> <See>. <laughs> because we boycotted this thing from day one. And when it opened and we went to Disney in 2014, we are like, no, I'm not doing this thing. This is going to be stupid. It's going to be horrible. But we did it last year for the first time, and I absolutely loved it. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration... It opened up in July 5th, 2014, and it was hastily opened when they started shutting stuff down in Hollywood Studios for Toy Story Land and making room for Star Wars Land. It was supposed to be temporary. It was not supposed to stay, but because of the popularity and the untimely demise of American Idol, <laughs> they moved it from the Premier Theater, which was demolished for Toy Story Land, to the Hyperion Theater where American Idol Experience was held. So it opened in June 15, 2015 in the Hyperion Theater. And it's, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's a 30-minute stage show that's a retelling of the Frozen story. It opens up where an offstage voice is announcing the Queen of Arendelle, Elsa, and some fanfare goes off and... Elsa doesn't show up. Fanfare goes off again. Elsa doesn't show up. So Anna comes running out and she's like, oh, has anybody seen my sister? And she starts to describe her or whatever, yada yada. 
and she's like, well, let's try this. And she starts singing, do you want to build a snowman? And nothing happens. She's like, well, that never really works. <laughs> the whole That's what the whole show is, a, is about. Is a, There's a lot of tongue-in-cheek jokes. There's a lot of puns. Some of them are a little adult-oriented. Uh, after El, um, Anna's out for a little while, you get your actual hosts come out, and they're the Arendelle historians. And they're different actors for the, sh- the, the show length. It, it, it goes every hour on the half hour throughout the day. So you get different performers, but their names are Eric and Arya. And they're the Arendelle historians. And they start to tell the story of Frozen and it's some of it's ad-libbed and if you get a great ad-lib show it is amazing. The one we were at was very ad-libbed. The guy who did Eric was amazing. The guy with the beard? Uh, I don't know. He had like some kind of 5 o'clock shadow but he was kind of chubby. Uh, I'd have to find the picture that I'm thinking of. That guy is fucking amazing. A little effeminate. We've seen both groups of people, and he was definitely the better of the two groups. The- and the girl who played Arya, we went kind of looked like uh, Kathy and Jimmy. Oh, uh, she's uh, she's amazing. Amazing. Well, the funny thing is, is that when they were interacting with each other, it seemed like they started a one-up con- mm-hmm. contest and didn't let the audience know because they were trying to make each other laugh. Yeah. And, th- and that's the beauty. And it, it got really bad, really. That's quick. the beauty of the show, <laughs> because if you go online and if you if you go on YouTube and you look up this show, you can find dozens of recordings of the show, and it's different. Like fifty to sixty percent of the show is different every time. Like the one I we watched one just a little while ago before we started recording, and they were bitching about a fly that was in the theater and it was bothering the guy who was playing Eric so all the ad-libs was about this fucking fly <laughs> but they made it they made it funny they made it relevant they made it funny see I'll I'll admit my only experience in this is YouTube and I've watched a bunch of them because it is fun it is a lot of fun we just haven't gotten around to doing it because Ethan won't listen to any other music that is not in Cars 1, 2, or 3 or planes so or planes so, I would like to do this. It, 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 it's really amazing the level of uh, improv that, that these cast members do. I mean, it harkens back. And I, I, you know, it wouldn't be a show without mentioning the Adventurers Club because one of the guys that plays Eric is from the Adventurers Club. Oh, I thought you were going to mention uh, the guy that plays Ernest. No. <laughs> we talked about that when you were Oh, did you? you okay. Well, I'm glad it got you. You had a Jim Varney reference while you were away. Um, this is, uh, yeah. I mean, they the last time we did it, there was a guy in the front row, and they kept fucking with him the whole show. And they keep going back to him. And he was a great sport about it. I can't imagine what they would do if they got somebody that was a fucking dick, and they just, like, didn't give him anything back. It's like, do you clam up? Do you switch to somebody different? Like, I... I was thinking about that the whole time. I don't know. I think they would just keep needling because it would be fun for the rest of the audience. Oh, my God. They were fucking with this guy. They like, were, they're amazing. And, I, you know, I was glad we did this show. Um, whenever they get to the part of the story, they tell the whole story. And whenever they get to the part of the story that coincides with the movie where there's a song, they play that clip on the screen behind them. And, you know, they have the words to the song so everybody can sing along. 
they put the words <laughs> on the screen. You can sing along. No, and and it's good audience interaction. So like, if you don't know the songs, and I mean, who doesn't at this point now? Well, they they, will... they make it a point of that too. They say whoever doesn't know the song is probably not living in this world right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not. But it, they they do put the words on the screen so you can sing along. Um, if you don't know the words too, if, do you want to build a snowman? Throughout the show, you have appearances from Kristoff, Olaf, Sven, and Anna, and then at the end. Elsa finally does appear, and she sings Let It Go. During Christmas, there's a whole Olaf Christmas special that goes on. But all it's a great show. If you're not keen on watching this, go grab you a couple of drinks first at Baseline, and then go see it. But it's a great show. You're gonna laugh. You can't not laugh at something. It's a lot Even of fun. because some of the jokes are so bad that you have to laugh at them. And they and they integrate a lot of current pop culture into the jokes too, so it makes it relevant. Like we watched. I remember at one point, yeah. We, we watched one that when uh, Beyonce's latest album was popular, and he's like, "Oh, this is Beyonce's new song, Frozen Lemonade." <laughs> oh wait, Tim, Tim. I remember watching. Uh, it just brings another another point where there's like uh, improv interaction. Does anybody remember the Snig and Hoopla's hyperspace Hoopla? Yes. Yes. Aria from that is also in the Frozen. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. And that that's was another where, great ad libbed. Yeah. I didn't show. realize that. Yes, Aria. But I used to love watching the interest. That's one of the things I missed. Start. The Star Wars uh, weekends most about. Oh, I miss the Star Wars weekends so. Bad. I watch those all the time. But yeah, mm-hmm. but no, the, the the cast members here are amazing. They really are. And when all, we and watched it, um, the gal got a little handsy, rather frisky with Kristoff uh, when he came out. Yes, oh, yes. I mean, because yes. she had her hands all up on his chest, up his shoulders, going, <laughs> you know, it was uncomfortable for me to watch. That's one of the complaints that is, seems to have been universal with the show, that there's some overly sexual... It was toned down, because now she just makes all the noises, but she really didn't touch them too much. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it gets... It does... The nice thing is, there's there's a lot of adult references for the adults, and there's, like, there's references to the movie for the kids. Like, I remember one time, uh, one of the shows that I was watching, the, the guy, Eric was trying to tell the story of how, you know, the Frozen, where they, they come out and they tell the story of Frozen in word form uh, to start. And he's like, a long time ago in a galaxy. No, wait, that's somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then the, it's fun. The actress that plays Arya says, like, that's not how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It really is a good, uh, a good show. And they play a lot of when uh, Anna describes... Han's eyes as dreamy. Not they just dreamy. Keep what is dreamy? <laughs> they just keep describing Han's thought, as dreamy. I thought they were turquoise. No, they're green. No, teal. Emerald. Emerald. Robin's egg. <laughs> Tiffany. Robin's egg. Whatever. <laughs> Tiffany box. Oh, <laughs> Hashtag Matergate. <laughs> <laughs> Yanny. You know, that's just going to go down in three sheets lore, like my party at the, at the Rosen Crown. <laughs> yep. Man, you did have to walk 35 feet. You, che- you, you <laughs> cheated. It was two different venues. I don't care. You call it a party. Anyway. Someone call it a parade. <laughs> but Adam, we know if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. 
This is true, especially when we play games. Anyway. That's true. <laughs> but if you haven't checked the show out, do it. I mean, I was it's a fun. big hater for this thing. I remember when it was in the, the original theater, the premiere theater, and we went in 2014, and it's like, hey, do we want to see this now? Let's, no. I don't need to see this, so keep moving. I was definitely surprised by the bubbles at the end the first time I saw it, though. Oh, yeah, snow. That was kind of weird. What the fuck was snow. going on? <laughs> no, there were bubbles and snow in yeah. hours, and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Ice bubbles. <laughs> I was like looking around at all the the older ladies with the big the big uh, bingo hair, and all the bubbles are all stuck in them all around. <laughs> <laughs> don't open your mouth and try and catch the snow; it won't taste. Good. I've seen people mm, do it. Soapy. I, I've, so I've seen away. a lot of people do it at uh, back at uh, Osborne Lights. So, Tim, what's your question for us to wrap up the Frozen sing-along? I went into this thinking that this, the, even though I love this show and I'm a recent adopter to this show, I don't think it needs to stay. I think this. I think it's a great concept. I think they need to do this with multiple different movies. I like that idea. I do like that. I actually really like that idea. So if you like could put Tangle? any Disney movie in the same kind of theme, a sing-along, what would you add next? What would you? What would be the next addition to the Hyperion Theater for a sing-along? What movie? Oh. Hmm. Oh. Uh, Mulan. I like the music in Mulan. What the fuck's that look for? Okay. No. It just would be hard to make... Fun. There's really not that much music though. It, I'm, it's I'm a real nervous. serious, serious movie. Right, um, Mikey's, Mikey's raising his hand. <laughs> I gotta like, go Aladdin. We're in a third grade. <laughs> I gotta fucking go Aladdin because you can absolutely make that funny, and everybody yes. knows the lyrics to it. See, mm-hmm. I I, I want to agree with you because we saw Aladdin in Disneyland, and it was the same thing. It was fucking hilarious, and it was ad libbed, and it was pop cultureish, but. I want to see a Tangled. I want to see a Tangled in there. I thought that was the, the softball. That's why I didn't pick that one. Yeah, Tangled. We'll, tangled we'll be seeing a Tangled in, in, uh, in about 40 you'll, days, Tim. Yeah, you'll find the Tangled sing-along on the Disney Cruise. I, know. Um, I wanted... I gotta I watch got my, the movie again. You don't have on. Again. Go ahead, Adam. Give me a Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Just for something different, a little dark, especially, a little Especially more. from October to December. Mm-hmm. Yep, give me a nightmare before Christmas. I um, think that would be a fun sing-along. It's indoor. They can do some good lighting effects. They, they've already got Oogie yeah. Boogie on property. Exactly. You can make them glow with that green light, yep. like a black light thing. I think that would be a if lot they of picked fun. One at, yeah, I definitely see it being Moana, though, if they did one. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if Moana's... Th- but would, would it be have, like, led by, I guess it would be led by just, you know, like... Like Frozen is random Arendelle citizens, it'd be randa random um, but, islanders. But tells the story of Mo- there was a, They're from Matanui. How would you do? Ah, they're from Matanui. But how would you do a, Mo- a Moana? Like when you look at Moana, well, there's like no love story. You would there's ha- no. You would just have the. You would have two people that are like historians of the village come and tell about how they found their. They they found their wayfinding again. All right, Grandma's dead. Right. Who else is there that's a main character? No, it, that you can... it, but they wouldn't be main characters to tell hey, the hey. story. Nobody... No, they wouldn't have main characters. No, but who would you... But you have to bring a main character onto the stage. Maui, Moana. Moana. Maui. You can't, Maui, you, you can't you lead do with hey, Moana. Hey. That's like leading with Elsa. 
Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's not enough now you supporting can, you can cast You kind of have Maui on the screen or something because he takes the shape of different things. So you, um, you could kind of do that. You could have uh, General Washington. The guy who played the guy who played Moana's father was General Washington in Hamilton. No, oh, of course God. he was. Of course you went for Lin Manuel Miranda. Her dad doesn't sing his own parts either. The actor doesn't sing. Mm-mm. Yeah, he does. The actor's a singer. Uh, no. To, Christopher. Tamara Morrison uh, is Tui's voice, and Christopher Jackson is the singing. Oh, voice. Chris, yeah. Oh, yeah, the singing voice. Yeah, Christopher Jackson. Bucket, the just put voice. the rock in a wig and a grass skirt. Put him on stage. Hmm. Oh, everyone would watch mm-hmm. that shit. I want to go. For 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 my for my release, I guess for this, I want to go old school. I want to I want to bring in Mary Poppins. I think the music for Mary Poppins is so iconic, and it's so much fun singing. I love to laugh, Ch- uh, Chim Chimari, um, uh, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. These are all fun songs. And sure, it's already been done on Broadway, though. It's already been know those. But that's the thing is, I want them to learn these. I want them to bring them back so people remember how much fun a spoonful of sugar is. But then you're failing as a parent because your son only knows cars. Oh, trust me. I force him to listen to other things. <laughs> but you said that was your quote just a few it's minutes ago. It's only once to listen to. I make him listen to other <laughs> shit. And then it turns out, oh, yeah. No, I like, I like Jungle Book. Which Jungle Book? <laughs> Can we listen to Cars now? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Put, put well, on, put on. His favorite song is the Sheryl Crow song. Yeah. yeah, he does. He does like that one. Although he loves the music from the new Cars Three movie, which is okay because there's a Tom Petty song in there. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, I would go Mary Poppins. I think it'd be fun. I didn't think of that one. I mean, it's actually a decent choice. I just that's not what of one that popped into my head. I just think a Mary Poppins song would be super long for all the songs. I think it would feel more like a like yeah. an actual musical than just a sing along. Yeah. It would be. It would I think it's a think lot would, of songs. Well that's the thing because in, in Disneyland, in the Hyperion Theater in Disneyland, whatever show is in that theater ends up on Broadway. Yeah. Well it's a test. It's a test theater. The Hyperion Theater is the theater that that theater's not big enough to put on a full-blown um, Hollywood-style no, music. It's not, but it's a, it, you can do a small test, and then move it to Disneyland, and then move it to Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the sets just trying to get something the, good <laughs> yeah. at Hollywood. The sets in the Hyperion Theater in Disneyland are a full-blown well, set. It's a full-blown theater. Yeah, I mean, you have, like, stage <clears throat> movement. You have the magic carpet came out. I mean, yeah, now. I don't think you have the same kind of theater set up in well, that spot to do that kind of thing. You would what have I'm to saying is it has to be a show that's theater. not already on Broadway for Orlando. So you, now you're making yeah. up. Yeah, he's trying to take <laughs> Latin away from me. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny as shit. You can't make rules as you go along. Isn't that <laughs> what we do? He's wanting to make sure no one else picks Lion King. The Lion King is already out there. It's been done... I know, but as a sing-along, it would make for a great sing-along. God bless it. You could have Timon out there. I was going to say, that would be a fun thing to do, is to have like a rotating thing where they go movie by movie and have these, have have a mix of like the Renaissance with the classics, with the new stuff, and, and kind of do once every like, you know, six months or so. 
I mean, it's a lot of work, but it would be fun to see a new movie in there every six months. Speaking of, of shit closing down and fake outrage for things that people didn't care about until they were closing, on September 12th, 2014, Walt Disney World announced that the Maelstrom attraction would be replaced with a Frozen attraction. And the internet lost its shit. The collective and people so that were making this fucking down. ride a five-minute wait time all of a sudden were like, Oh my god, it's my favorite fucking ride! Yeah, right. Yeah. Get the fuck Why out of here. Why they gotta be from Arkansas? Is that how people from Arkansas say? Uh, ain't no one from Arkansas, but literally me and Matt Holmes go to Disney World. Um, no, this is actually true. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it was a bunch of fake outrage, in my opinion. Maelstrom was an okay ride. It 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 got the job done for a ride in the pavilion to eat a couple people every hour, but it it, it wasn't anything to that that warranted the hype and the fucking outrage that people had. No, I mean it's ridiculous. I think. I think more of the outrage that a lot of people had wasn't so much the ride, but it was what they were putting there in place of the ride. It was a place that didn't really exist in Epcot. And that's what a lot... I mean, I understand the ride was... I enjoyed it. It was cute. I didn't care whether it went or gone or went whatever or when it closed. It wasn't that big of a deal for me. The real issue that a lot of other people that I was reading about was that Epcot was supposed to be sort of like countries and places around the world. Well, now we're putting in something that truly doesn't exist anyway. And while inspired by Norway, it is not actually Norway. It's uh, a fake Arendelle. place. Well, yeah, it's Arendelle. Well, and I think that's... Yeah. Disney was... Disney panicked because they wanted to update this pavilion and Norway's like, we're not going to give you money for it. Well, in, so what in, else could they do? In June of 2015, after this ride was announced, um, a lot of those, you know, a lot of those concerns were brought to the attention of Tom Staggs, who was the chief operating officer at Disney at the time. Uh, he might still be. Um, he said, no, "Quote, he left. okay, he's he not. I, I thought he wasn't, but I didn't think." Um, no, he he left the company when he when he didn't get named president. Yeah, he got. He, got he said, "Quote, yeah. his ball and went home." If the goal is to give people a taste of something like Scandinavia with the Norway Pavilion, then Frozen would only increase the extent to which people would be drawn to it. To me, it doesn't seem out of character at all. Uh, but he's and he's and he's partly right there. I mean, truth be told, Maelstrom was a five-minute wait because nobody gave a shit about it. Right. Nobody cared about Norway. Well, it was nobody old and it did, wasn't upcapped. I right. love. I, I love. I, I did too. I did too. I loved going on on Maelstrom and because I, it was a five minute and wait. I kind of, but I don't see. I can't go visit Arendelle. Okay. Period. It doesn't exist. I can visit Mexico, and all the places that the three Caballeros go through. Yeah, that mm-hmm. ride. Speaking I of the can, ride, it's a five minute wait. That people, if it closed, people would lose their fucking skulls. But I'm not. Uh, that's not the point I'm making. It has nothing to do with the ride or what they're closing. If they put a different if they made up a Mexico movie and put a place that doesn't exist in Mexico and then they threw that in there then yes I'm still going to have a problem with it if they close the so if they put a coca ride you can't you can't visit China. the land of the dead no they're not putting a coca ride I'm just ride. saying if happening. they did that you couldn't visit there it's a fake place but it's but it's also still part of the culture. No, they're not no, putting it's, that it's, there. it would be okay because it's still part of the culture yeah, there's still... Frozen wasn't part of the culture of Norway. No matter which way you cut it. So the, Hans Christian Andersen wasn't from Norway. He's from Denmark. Yeah, so, no. Right, but was the ice cream so that still doesn't fit. Of a, a, a 
queen from the Scandinavian culture? Yeah, yeah, but it's a combination of all of them. If if, the, yeah, if this was not... if this was a Scandinavian pavilion, I don't think the outrage would be there because Scandinavia doesn't exist as a country. As a country, yeah, it's not. It's a Norwegian. I just, like, I just think yeah. people like getting outraged about shit just for the sake of getting. Oh, they do. Upset. No, they're, they're, I'm I'm not saying I was outraged. Well, I'm not saying it, you were. I'm just saying people in general that were fucking appalled at the I fact that it. they would fucking take out Maelstrom, which any other day they were not going to bat an eye to go on that fucking ride, but as soon as they wanted to take it out, oh, I'm going to chain myself to the doors. Well, then you're going to get fucking bulldozed <laughs> with the ride, dickhead, because... I, I miss I miss some of the elements of Maelstrom. I miss... I miss some of the elements of the old Norway, but yes. I'm not going to lie about that. There's no way... It, it became this... It's a weird thing. Yeah, it's a weird mishmash. I'm because now you also have an exhibit with the Norse gods there. Oh, it's so cool! Yeah, it's a charge. I love it. It is cool. cool. Awesome. It is cool, but it doesn't fit with but the rest of the pavilion. Doesn't fit now into anything now. now. Yeah. It doesn't make sense where it is because this is the only way they could probably bring Thor into the park, kind of situation, <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. kind of where I got, I got that, that from. Yeah. And Loki and all the actual mythology of it, and that's how they shoehorn that in, but. At the same token, it doesn't make sense in the sense of where it is with Arendelle and the Stave Church and all this other stuff. It just, it's a mismatch of a mess. Maybe if right Norway now. funded but, it, they wouldn't have to do this. Well, I, name one other country that's funded at this point Morocco. That's it. Japan is still funded, isn't it? But no, they've been, but here's the truth is they, they've been doing this to, to Norway for years before Frozen came along. I've been to Akershus when it was an actual Norwegian restaurant. And you, you ate creative cuisine. It was fun. I liked it. It was one of my first. It was probably my only time eating Norwegian cuisine. Now, it's a princess meet and greet buffet. It's not. But it, it, like I said, and it's, you it's can, going through an identity well, it's a And you can it's get a hamburger there. It's a family style meal. Uh, I still think it's gonna be a lot of. I don't think this restaurant's for everybody. Still though, unless you like smoked fish in. Nope. It ain't for my sister-in-law. All they ate was some, uh, they ate some fucking meat and crackers because they couldn't deal with anything else on the menu. Well, that would be me, so. I know, I would, I would eat the shit out of all that food, so. I would, too. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoy it, and uh, I don't know. I think they should have revamped Acker Shoes to be more, once again, Accessible. well, like the frozen, the feast, they're getting the feast ready for the coronation. I think that would be really cool. I agree. I think it would be awesome. They still have Norwegian meatballs, where there's the same damn thing as Swedish meatballs. Um, pork roast, uh, pan-seared salmon. Smoked salmon, by the way, is delicious. And if you haven't tried smoked salmon... It wasn't so goddamn expensive. If it wasn't so goddamn expensive... I'm going to say. <laughs> Why don't you just call it laksh with a shmia and be done Oh, with my it. God. A bagel. <laughs> you know, this is like this is like slow-smoked, and then they slice it like super thin. Oh. Dude, and Adam, by the mm -hmm. way, bagel, schmear, and lox, one of the greatest things Onions ever. and capers. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You, th you think they'll have some good food like that on the, on the cruise, Adam? Yes. Uh, they should. For breakfast, yeah. That's a breakfast, usually. Um, also, fun fact about this ride, it's the first uh, all-electric all audio animatronics of any ride. Or attraction. Really? There's no Panui Matic oh, no instead of pneumatic. No, no hydraulics, no pneumatics. Nope. It's all servos, huh? Johnny Five. Um, 
And uh, it's it's the same technology, essentially. It's the seven dwarfs mind train animatronics that are in the cave. The face thing. Which, yeah. I think it, I think it's better done here, though. Oh, absolutely. It's so, definitely improved upon. Seven Dwarfs was open first, so... Some of the animatronics are, like, more open to the elements, I want to say. A little bit. Even though... A little bit. Yeah. Um, but, well, but Seven Dwarfs um, opened in 2014, so I it gave them a couple years to improve. True. Well, I, th I think, and probably... I don't know how this interacts with the animatronics, but the reason Seven Dwarves doesn't break down every single day is because there's not a river flowing through that attraction. Well, any yeah. yeah. And so I think that's I think that's a big problem with those animatronics is that I I thought some of them were really cool, some of them were really amazing. Um, on Frozen Olaf, or Seven Dwarves? Okay, Frozen. On Frozen, Frozen. Olaf. Uh, didn't quite, like dude. That's like the move. smoothest animatronic movement I've ever yeah. seen. No, for some reason, maybe it was because we just got through a restart, so it was oh. off sync a little bit. Um, oh, well, then yeah, you're not gonna appreciate that. It was okay. Uh, Anna's face looked very cartoonish, like very cartoonish. Well, that's what they were going for, I think. I know. It's it, it's, it, it, it's, it's a cartoon. I don't think I don't think it's as good as the Elsa one. The Elsa one's just the Elsa one's incredible. Is yeah. With the movement really and the cool. movement of, of the Elsa when you get to that part where she makes <coughs> the, the, the fast fireworks are going yeah. off and stuff. I mean, it's fucking incredible. Um, I haven't, I haven't read it. Fucking spoilers. Damn it. <laughs> well, listen. Have you really not? Spoiler. Okay, Mikey. Mikey. Yeah. So, you were uh, there when it was open. Brant, it was down. Brant and Sydney haven't written it yet either. We're writing it again in 10 days. So No, there were no fast you, passes you and, and I was busy drinking. were there. I was busy drinking, Tim. Dude, in April, I got a fast pass for this at 4 o'clock for 8.30 at night. For real. I will say, uh, uh, th there's one big difference in between Maelstrom and uh, Frozen. This is a good ride. There's no movie at the end? No, well, no, no. That I mean, There's no oil, Derek. <laughs> the, water, um, the waterfall is now closed and that opens uh, the Scott is going to say the queue because this queue is fucking incredible. The queue no, is no, amazing. Not, not yet. We're going to get into okay. that. The, the splash factor. I did get, you get yeah. soaked on this. Yeah, you know what happened is we got the you front row can. last time, and the fucking water you rolled in onto the bench, wet. and it just like, like right, just my yeah. butt got wet. I, Both of our. Just... I find it like the floor, like you have to pick up your feet, and like yes. all the water comes yes. rushing into oh. the bottom. It's not so much that you get like your upper well, body. The gets last soaked, time, the like... last time we wrote it, I my ass got wet. Yeah, my shorts got wet. It's the ass, yeah. So we we rode in the, we rode in the front row worse. and we got soaked. Oh yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, like, man, it was it was fine. It, like everything was going along and we got we got drenched, and that never. And now I'll I'll probably explain why that never happened on Maelstrom because the boat was like a third full. Yeah. As as opposed to an actual full boat. Well, that I can't even say that because now you get wet on pirates. I was too. just gonna. That was the next thing I was gonna say, Adam. Is the past couple times I've ridden pirates, I don't know if they turned up the splash factor when you hit the bottom, but holy shit, we got fucking soaked on pirates. Yeah, I've gotten pretty wet right. on pirates. I, I want you to did. think like your like that your boat sinking at any given time. You could go under, which I mean, uh, that's an old attraction, so you could. Yeah, uh, in less than like two, two feet, feet of water. water. Hey, you <laughs> know what? It has claimed a person's pinky. But that <laughs> is that attraction is is has had the taste of blood, and it wants more. It's just a Trent, matter of time. Trent, let's talk about the queue because oh. it is spectacular. I mean, you're in Arendelle <laughs> essentially, which is weird because Oaken's trading post is in there, but 
that part's great with the screen <laughs> and the dude's waving. He's in the sauna. I mean, he's interacting with. So guests. it is a guy. Well, it's Oaken in the sauna, not his family. Oaken's oh. in the sauna. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So you're you're really in. You're seeing ads for or ads, not ads. Um, like abs. Like posters saying that this <laughs> celebration's happening. It's the summer celebration, which is the theme of the ride. Um. You know, it, it takes place after the movie, so they're doing the official snow day of summer to celebrate the the, the anniversary of the day that Queen Elsa unselfishly got all frosty, got all got all frosty, got all frosty, and uh, <laughs> but also thawed on his heart. Um, so you're seeing, you know, advertisements promoting the winter festival or the summer day in winter. Um, it's just really interactive. It's it's like a little village. It's really cool, man. It is very cool. They did a I good job. The heart with this. that got thawed was Elsa's. No, no, honest heart. Well, but that act of true love thawed Elsa's heart. Well, you know, I mean, tangibly it thawed Anna's, but you know, let's stick to the attraction. Okay. (laughs) I thought we were talking about Frozen. You get waved at by Oaken, and you're moving through, and it's really cool. Um, and then you get to the boat. Um, and you load onto your boat, and the first thing you see is that wonderful Olaf animatronic singing, "Do you want to build a snowman?" Which is a lot of people's favorite song, I would say. A lot of people like that song. Yeah, I like it. Um, so you get to that. I like the Sven animatronic. I really like the Sven animatronic too. His face looks great. The eyes are realistic. I don't think it looks. I mean, it it, it, it the movement's really smooth. I think is what what gets me is the movement of those animatronics. Which one's Sven again? The reindeer. And who's the big ugly? Oh. Who's the ugly donkey? <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. I got what well, you were doing about back. halfway through that. I get it. Um, the uh, no, the the animatronics are really good. The the like I said, like the queue. Has anyone done the the regular queue, the standby queue? I have. No. I've only we've only fast passed. I waited an hour to do very, it. Very, very cool. We walked onto that because it was a uh, a restart. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Um. And, and you get a little bit of it from the fast pass line, but not as immersive. It's definitely nowhere near. Um, so then you- I just I will say one one major major improvement from Maelstrom is this queue because no more carpet on the walls, no more. Weird it didn't smell room. like piss. It didn't smell like piss. Uh, the, it, you didn't have a weird looking Viking dude with red hair. Hashtag not my Norway. <laughs> Tormund. It was yeah. Tormund from Game of Thrones. Giant Spain. <laughs> Yeah, love that it's, guy though. <laughs> it was uh, it's it's a much needed improvement. So after the um, the Olaf scene, you get to see the trolls, which I think a lot of people like the trolls. I really like the troll scenes from the um, the film. Uh, and the the head troll, the old troll, is uh, Papa Troll. Papa is his name. Papa. Grandpa. Grandpa. Is Grandpa Troll or Papa? He's troll? pretty Papa much troll. telling the story of what the movie was about to the other little trolls. And then right after this is when you go up to that wonderful fucking you start ascending toward the, the the big finish of Elsa's Ice Palace um, and you see Olaf again another great one he's skating around really cool um, and then the Anna and Kristoff with the there's a spin animatronic there too and they're singing that's a good one I like that scene I mean everything everything in this ride is really visually breathtaking I think my favorite part of both Maelstrom and Definitely Maelstrom, and also this is the lift hill. Hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't change that at all. <laughs> yep, nope. It just, you know what? You sit next to your significant other and you turn to the side and you say, yep, this is the best part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope Andrea listens to the show and you don't cut that out. <laughs> I like this scene too because Finn's got his, his tongue stuck, stuck to a frozen pole. It is cool. It's pretty funny. It's cool. Um, and then really, you keep going after that, and you think you're going to hit the wall. I mean, it looks like you're hitting a fucking wall. And you push these doors open, and then that's when you finally get to the culmination of the whole ride, and you're in Anna's Ice Palace. She's singing Let It Go, which everyone loves, and everyone's fucking singing and going crazy. Um, Elsa's Ice Palace, not Anna's. Elsa's, Elsa's Ice Palace, mm-hmm. sorry. So when you come to the end of the, the ride here, you're, you're, you're going to get to a part where you think you're going to hit the wall. And, and really, you get to there, and your ride vehicle is going to open those doors, and you're going to see Elsa standing there, and she's going to be singing Let It Go. And this is really the culmination of the ride. She's, you know, the, the, the fireworks are going off behind her. This is the culmination of summer day, or official summer snow day, and the, the celebration is coming to its peak. Um, and this is when you go backwards, right? So you're going backwards, what? you end up going backwards, 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 and you, you enter the the land of, of Marshmallow and the Snow Geese, right? Which, snow Boogies. Which Snow likes, snow or uh, Tim likes the Snow Geese, right? Yes, Snow Boogies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the, you know, and they, they call the, the Elsa part the culmination of the ride, but I really think that this part, when you get to the drop after Marshmallow spits out the mist, is the culmination of the ride, right? Like, that's what everyone's waiting for. (laughs) I mean, for me, I feel like this is the part of the ride that breaks down the most often. Well, it breaks down, but it also is the part that gets your ass wet the most. Yes, yeah. You know, this is something I noticed between Maelstrom and Frozen, is that this drop somehow added, like, 30% 30% more water than before. The jets are higher, I think. Yeah, but... I think, well, I think also the boats are fuller. Yeah, but you'd also, let's not forget that you never used to get wet on on pirates either. Right. And now yeah. you ride this attraction yeah. and you're so... You get wet on pirates now too. Didn't they more. change those boats recently, like in the last couple of years? I, they I, got all new boats or I something? I feel like the pirates boats are heavier. Changed. No, I don't think they changed the boats on pirates. I just don't think they let people sit in the back of the well, no, the they back. changed the boat. They, had to, they, they had to have changed them. Because in the front row, and so the last time we rode Frozen, I was in the front row, and the water only rolls in right where the fucking bench is at. So it just, like, slides across and gets oh, your yeah. asshole wet. My in, my shorts were soaked. Yeah. Wait. Trenton, are you going bare on this? Because yeah. I don't know how you got your asshole wet. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it was, it was just a seat of, in the park. It was the seat of both pants. of our pants just got soaking wet because it just rolled in right perfectly to be right on the bench of the ride. And it was, I mean, it was fine because it was 9 o'clock at night, but at the same time, it's really annoying. I would rather it splash up in our face and our shirt than just get my pants wet. I mean, I'll be honest, like, the end scene where you drop down and instead of the oil barracks, you now have the castle there and the fireworks going. We, I don't remember that because I just remember looking down at my pants and being like, what the hell happened? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that, that scene's really good. And then you then you see Anna, Elsa, and Olaf singing in summer, which is great because a lot of us, like we've mentioned earlier in the episode, is our favorite song. It is. And they're all in their summer gear. I mean, I like th- I like this part. I do like the, the unload scene because you're almost like, it, it does almost take you into Arendelle. It really does. They did a great job with the 
the physical part of this attraction. But the problem is everybody everybody complains about Arendelle, so people have to pick a side. No. I don't complain about Arendelle. It doesn't fit in Epcot. Throw this attraction in Magic Kingdom, in Fantasyland. Like I said earlier. Because it, it's not a real land. But it's, yeah, if you'd put this in Magic Kingdom, no one would have yeah, a complaint. It's a representation, a representation of the Scandinavian area. I mean, I think it's, I think it's good enough. I think everyone's a little too and, harsh. And I think if this was the Scandinavia Pavilion, I think that would be okay. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> okay, well, name one interesting, interesting thing about Norway that you know, Scott. Trolls. Uh, Axel, the snow, the skiers, skiers. Yeah. I can't think of oh, ski- oh, yes, yes, snow. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think Norway's cool, too, with snow. I also think France is cool for snow, and I think that, you know, Finland's cool for snow. Who gives a shit, man? It's it's Dude, it's, it's bringing more people into the pavilion that's ever been there before, and I think everyone should just chill the fuck out about it. Well, yes, when you fake Norway, it makes it more appeasable, I guess. Nobody likes Morocco, but Morocco is one of the best pavilions. Nor- Norway is more than welcome to throw money at Disney so they make the, the pavilion more authentic. But until then, Frozen's there, baby. They decided not to. That's why we got yep. Frozen yeah. in, in place. But I, like I said, and I said this, I don't know if I said this earlier or not, because I don't remember <laughs> when I said it at this point. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm so confused by this. Um, but what pavilion is supported by their country anymore. Morocco. Morocco. Name one think Japan, Japan still is. Japan, Canada still has France. Some Japan, I, I guarantee you, the only reason why Japan is is because of the mall, the store that's in Japan. Mitsukoshi. If that closes to make way for the signature dining, that's gone. The store's not closing. Oh, okay. No, they're just at... Yeah, the they're adding. The they're, sure. they're adding the other restaurant in the area that's behind the store that's been there for years that they've just used as storage. Okay, so France, I'm sure, is not supported. I thought it was. I, I thought it was too. Still, yeah. Because yeah. what has been touched in the France Pavilion? Uh, We're getting another they, IP in there. We're not getting a. Well, they're just expanding. They're not taking anything away from France. Which is, I'm okay with that. If they would have, right? Like if they would have used the expansion pad between Mexico and Norway, which they still have, to create a, a faux Norway attraction or faux, faux Norway pavilion with Arendelle and kept Maelstrom, and cool. So two rides. There's plenty of room. I guess the final question here is, and, and Scott, what do you think the staying power for Frozen as a whole, with Frozen Two being announced already, is for the parks? If you don't like Nor or if you don't like Frozen in the parks, it's too bad, too fucking bad. Get used to it. Yeah, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, you see, but I have to bring up a quick point because we do have a whole new movie coming out. Yeah. Do you think that technology is going to be able to transition to a new movie? Yes. I'm not saying it's going to do better. And then what happens if the second movie flops? <laughs> yeah. If you think the second movie yeah. is going to flop, you're <laughs> in a different uh, dimension. Be careful. It could very well. It's a lot of sequels do flop. A lot well, of sequels yeah. This flop isn't Lion King if 2. If they're bad. This isn't Lion King if- 2. <laughs> Cars 2. Cars 2 was awful. Well, and it flopped. Yeah, Cars 2 was terrible, but it's not Frozen. Cars 1 didn't do as well as Frozen. No. None of the Disney movies did as well as Frozen. Well, then there you go. Period. But it did pretty good. But it did very well for Pixar. Look, I see this along the lines as... 
Toy Story 2, those kind of yeah. They, look, I'm sure they're going to have a, a well-written script, and they'll have songs, and five to ten-year-old girls will eat the shit out of this thing. But that audience is going to be significantly older. By, by ten-year-old girls, Scott means me. Yes. Harry, Harry, twenty-seven-year-old men. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Trenton's back. Um, look, Adam, I'll, I'll put it this way: you can have all the bad sequels you want. The characters and the idea of this will still be around. Little Mermaid Two was shit. Ariel is still popular as hell. But here's my point: Aladdin Two and Three and Four were shit. Jasmine's still popular as hell. The last, the last. Frozen short, that twenty-minute thing, was horrendous. For for people like us, yes, it was. But guess what? Little girls still loved it. It, but it wasn't and, even when they put the it on maker. TV. It wasn't like the crowd that they want. It wasn't the draw that they wanted. And if this is the way they're going with it, it's going to be a problem. As long as people pay for the toys, they pay for the uh, pay, pay for the movie. His mic is gone again. Disney princesses still outsell Star Wars by double. If you look at that, we looked at the wait times for Frozen the other day, and it was 30 minutes. Boat rides don't have nearly the same put-through as an Omnimover. No, the wait time is actually 30 minutes. Yeah, because... Well, that gets for to Frozen. my next point. That gets me my, my next point. Look, I don't think the ride is all that good. It's okay. We've talked about it on the show before. It's an alright ride. Wait, wait, wait. The Frozen yes. ride? Yeah, it's an alright ride. Wait. And, and, you, and you've yes. done it. It's okay. okay. I just want to make sure that you're commenting on things that you've done. Like when you Ooh. said that Fro- Flight of Passage wasn't the best ride in Disney. I still don't sure. think it will be. But, you know. Well, you've I, never done that's it. That's fine. So you can't say Opinions. That. I've seen things. I, look, I just don't think that it's a great ride, but it's not going anywhere. We, It's built. Okay? They don't tear down attractions in 10 years' time unless they're, they're flawed. Well, especially since they're redoing the whole park. They're not going to have any money to replace it. Especially with a sequel yeah. coming that's going to make a billion $2 billion. Dollars. $2 billion. It's not going to make that much money. The other thing about this attraction that I have a problem with is that it's not all-encompassing. Well, if, you look, if you're stuck on the wrong side of that boat, you're staring at a wall. Well, you, your head's... <sighs> it's also fucking Soren. You, you, you guys, Soren's your favorite attraction. Never, if you don't sit no. in the middle, it's fucking Soren, shitty. Soren's not my favorite no, attraction. No, Soren is definitely not my favorite attraction. I like the original, where things didn't bend weird. The only way I like Soren now is in the middle of the top row. Mm-hmm. The okay, well, Frozen's better. Frozen is a better attraction if you're sitting on the wrong side of the boat I than Soren totally is. And if that. you and if your fucking test and if your test track fucking fast pass gets rained out, you can't even do Frozen on the same tier fast pass, which is dog shit. I mean, our attractions are designed to guide your attention. I mean, Haunted Mansion. If you're not if you're sitting on the one side during the uh, graveyard scene, you're not seeing everything. But you're. But there's other stuff to look at. Right. But so this is literally a wall. There's nothing painted. It's just a wall. But there's but a no, lot of. Well, thank Maelstrom. I mean, a lot of that. attractions. Thank Maelstrom like, for that. I like that. No, Maelstrom was more. Well, I haven't. Been, I don't remember. Not as bad. Not as jarring as this. I want to say. What you don't remember Maelstrom? It's not your Norway, Adam. <laughs> I Look, don't hate that they closed it. I just don't like that they threw Arendelle in. Needless to say, this attraction isn't going anywhere. It's built. It is here to stay get used to it for the next 25 to 30 years minimum <laughs> oh, those uh, you guys are going to be dead before it's gone <laughs> yeah, I don't think those last that long. 
Sorry, you're not that old. You're not that old. You're not that Why? old. Why? Yeah, Peter Pan's. Uh, bitch, I know where you're sleeping in November. 1971. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wake up with Adam's nuts on oh, my no, eyes. Much more torturous than that. You like that beard, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I already agree. No, with shape, narrows so a wonderful thing. I mean, takes care of the eyebrows, too. <laughs> um, they, don't look, they don't look like Adam. So look, all in <laughs> all, I think, I think this is a, it, it's a, it's a nice ride. It's a good movie. It's not the worst movie in the Disney library. No, I agree um, with that. Uh, it's top five. Nope. Nah. Nope. I'll put it in. Trenton, I will give you top yes. 15 for me. Oh my god, you're so wrong. You also said Coco was top five, and then I gave you the list of Disney movies and Pixar, and you couldn't even put it in the top well, 15. Well, if I had to so. do Disney and Pixar, no, Coco wouldn't be. If it was just Pixar, Coco would be number five. Because there are so many Pixar movies. <laughs> right, because that's a huge fucking Sorry. list. Dis- Disney, Pixar, no. Frozen, Frozen is top five Disney and Pixar together easily. No I way. I can't say that. What do you what, what do you put? What are your top four in front of it? Top five in uh, front of it. Mary Poppins is number one. Lion King number two. Did you just say Harry Potter? Mary Poppins. Oh. <laughs> but I'm Harry sorry. Potter would definitely be above Frozen. I'll tell you that. Okay, animated, animated Disney and Pixar. Animated. All right, now we're narrowing it down. Mary Poppins is animated. No particular order that oh I can God. think of that I like better. I like Tangled. I like Lion King. I like Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Beating the Beast. Aladdin's Cars. one of my favorite all-time Cars. movies. Cars. Box and the Hound. Yeah. Robin Hood. I just don't agree. Yeah, I, I just watched it. that again Robin in the Hood. other day, I actually. I like, Rob- I like Robin well, Hood. Uh, you're entitled to your own opinion. Yeah. You're just wrong. <laughs> I, even, I like Beauty and the Beast. I just think you guys are too harsh on Frozen. It's I not think you're... that I'm harsh on it. It's just... I think that you're hipstery about it. I think that you don't like it because no, other people do not like at it. all. It's I just don't doesn't hate the me. movie. It's just not my favorite. Yeah, it, it, to me, like, the story is fine. It's okay. It just... I don't... I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't like the animation in it. I miss the hand-drawn. God, the an- the anim- the animation is amazing. I though. miss the hand drawn so much. There are some dude that ice that ice castle is fucking beautiful, and the fucking radiating snowflakes and shit when she she stamps her foot in the middle of the ice castle is it, it's I mean, beautiful. It's beautiful to look at. I cannot knock the that. characters look like shit though. At times, yeah. How the way I see the new computer generated animation, it's almost like it's easier to do nowadays. Think back to think back to um, Beauty and the Beast. That ballroom scene is computer animated. That the the background of it. Can you imagine what that's like doing that in 1991? Oh, the year I was born. <laughs> don't flood your eyes. I don't know what you're talking about. Adam. Just keep on moving. Keep it moving. With like Apple IIe's to to program this to create this 3D uh, environment. But I miss I miss the hand drawn stuff. I, really I miss do. the hand drawn too. So, so I guess to wrap this up. What do you guys? I guess I want everyone's opinion on the the idea of Frozen staying in the parks. Are you upset about it? No, do you like it's, it. It's, it's not like I'm going to chain myself to Norway and protest. I'm not a snowflake, right? Like I said, I which I would have much preferred it to go someplace else. I agree. I agree with that. I mean, it should have been in Magic Kingdom. I'm it's not. More, it should have been Fantasyland. I'd rather have this than. I'd rather have this than Little Mermaid. In Fantasy I agree Land. with you 100. percent And it could have been that big spot for a true Frozen attraction would have been better spent, mm-hmm. hands down. An Omni yeah, Mover Frozen attraction in that space 
would have done 120 times better. And then you could have. I don't been, know. I kind of like the. Frozen I kind of like the log out yet when they started. I know. But then you. No, I get it. But I kind of like the log flume for the the ride though. But personally. can you imagine replacing Beast Castle with Anna's with Elsa's Ice Castle? It it would be so much That's better. That's what I'm yep. saying. Yeah, but then what would you eat? Uh, better shit than served at fucking be our guest for dinner. I can tell Meat you that. Fisk? Meatballs, yeah. Snowballs. It, it's probably it's probably better than the fucking Snow dog boogies. shit they serve in a platter at be our guest right now. <laughs> fucking raw pork tenderloin. Summer blowout. Stay away from yellow fucking snow. Fucking Christ. So I guess if you don't agree with me, you could go over to tpublic.com. Uh, to the Magical Meltdown site and buy the Not My Norway shirt, you though, could. right? You could. Or, or um, maybe uh, Mikey will get some uh, Elsa pinups. See? that's If you're on my side, maybe you'll get an Elsa pinup shirt. I mean, I don't mind Elsa. She's got a nice booty. Yeah, her whole body is amazing. And that, She's a that, fucking that platinum blonde hair? Jesus <laughs> Christ. So is, so is Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Yeah, says the yeah says the Maleficent guy. I, I'm not drooling over her. She's got a nice ass. She's she's I, the best villain in in Disney history. I don't know. She but you do like that pinup shirt she, though. She does on the pinup. She's got a nice butt. Um, all right, so go over to www.themagicmeltdown.com. Check it out. Lots of stuff over there at the uh, T Public page. Glasswares, uh, flasks, gifts, coasters, all good things. All good things. All good things. In summer. All right. See, Trent, I, I've seen the movie. Uh, Mikey, so uh, obviously we have a little tribute here at uh, MagicalMundan.com to uh, the Norway Pavilion, to Frozen. It don't well, I wouldn't necessarily say it's to Frozen, but definitely... Oh, no, it's a tribute to Frozen. To the, it's a tribute it, to well, Frozen. It's a tribute to all things Frozen, but mostly Norway. <laughs> Yeah, uh, as soon as it was announced that um, Maelstrom was going to be going away, uh, or as soon as as soon as Frozen moved in, rather, um, yeah, you know there was some dissent amongst the Disney purists. So you can go to MagicalMeltdown.com if you are a Disney purist. You can check out the T-shirts. One of which happens to feature everybody's favorite ginger. He's a is he a ginger-haired Viking? I believe. I, th- I think so. I think um, he's pretty ginger. From from I believe the the final mural painting. I think as you're finishing up on Maelstrom, uh, as he f- stares off into the blustery north wind as the storm approaches, um, I've got I've got his uh, his countenance, and it just it simply says not my Norway. And we've had we've had a fair number of sheeters uh, purchase that and wear it to the parks. And photographs themselves in front of Norway. With a uh, cold beverage in hand, whether it's the ice wine or the, the, the beer. The not Norwegian beer. Yeah. Or the uh, licorice drink. Awesome t shirt. Um, and you know what? Hey, if, if Vikings aren't quite your style, but you know, you, you do enjoy a good funeral pyre. Go ahead and grab the Valhalla shirt featuring uh, none other than than, than Figment wearing a uh, you know a helmet with horns on it, a horned Viking helmet, Be- and it just it says Valhalla beside it. 
because th- those are my two um, Norway-inspired uh, designs going on there at the T-shirt uh, site for the MagicalMeltdown.com. You should have to check it out. I hear if you use the uh, code WDWR30, <laughs> I think that'll get you a discount at checkout. It's not there our you code. Go. So uh, go over... Go over to uh, go over to www.themagicalmeltdown.com. Uh, check out the apparel section. You'll be directed to our T Public page, and uh, make sure when you check out, if they are full price, the uh, coupon code WDWR30. You know? Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Give it. Give, give her a shot. If they're not already on on clearance, then that code may work for you. If it doesn't, eh, it's not my code. I can't fix it. So, guys, tonight, a lot of fun. Norway, Frozen, Adam, close remarks. All right. Just a heads up. Our meetup is coming up, and it's sneaking up kind of fast. By the time this drops, a lot of us will already have our Fast Passes made, which is kind of blowing my mind a little bit, or at least having an idea of what we're doing for Fast Passes. That being said, I really need you guys to send me a message to make sure for those who signed up for the event, the, the dining events, that you guys are still interested in going. There are people on the waitlist who want your spots. I will probably hold it for maybe another week or so. I'll reach out to you individually. If I don't hear back, I may release your spots to other people. Just to make it fair. Just send me a quick message. Let me know that you're still interested. So that spot will be yours. Pretty hey Adam, I'm pretty simple. There. Check out your check your Facebook messages for Adam. Uh, check the events page. That's www.facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets slash events. Go over there. If you're not part of that group, send us one of, uh, send one of us a message. We'll invite you so you can be part of it. If you're down in, three, in uh, the Disney World area, November 1st through somewhere around November 10th, there will be sheeters there. Make sure you go check it out. So, Adam, how's your Norway? Down and to the right? No, that's the wrong thing. <laughs> Anyway. (laughs) All right. Like I said, I have a problem with this whole pavilion at this point. It's going through an identity crisis. I can't figure out where it wants to go. I mean, the whole Norse gods exhibits in the stave church. You have Frozen over here. It's just, it it needs some cohesion. And I don't think we're going to get that anytime soon. I like it the way it is. The shop is great. That, that church the church building these are my closing remarks (laughs) i know but i disagree with you and you're wrong you will agree with me i I don't get angry on you um no it's just (laughs) i'm gonna start calling triton marshmallow i I don't know if i'd want the old norway pavilion back at this point either i think it needs something else I, I don't necessarily agree with it. a fake country being in or fake country being in Epcot. I just don't get it. It's not the point. If it would... I mean, and Trenton brings up the fact of, oh, it's supposed to be a representation, blah, blah, blah. But there's no city called blah, blah, blah either. Right, but Tom Stagg said it. And uh, he gone. <laughs> <laughs> right, but Tom Stagg said it was bringing people into the Norway Pavilion that weren't previously there. Okay. But they're coming in just to do the ride and then they leave. They yeah. don't do anything else. They're not going into the it's stave church. More people that, it's more people that were coming in previously. They're still not doing the stave church. They're not going into the shop. I, 
I think there's. I think if there was a Norway move, look, we'll we'll wrap this up because we're gonna get back into the arguments that Trenton loves Frozen more than his firstborn, illegitimate child. Kermit. That's that's my unborn child's name is Kermit. It's a fun pavilion. Constantine. It's a fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun pavilion. It still has a lot of fun there. Adam is right. There are some great parts to it. The Stave Church is wonderful. Definitely go do that. That's what I recommend. Go check that out. It's cool. Uh, go check out the Kringle Bakery Cafe when it when it reopens. Aquavit. Uh, and Aquavit. Trenton, give me some closing remarks tonight. Well, I just want to thank everyone for wishing me a happy birthday. I want to wish everyone for reaching out to me. I was having a, a pretty rough week last week, and I know I have some friends that are sheeters that that reached out and were uh, pretty supportive. Um, and I want everyone to know I appreciate that. I mean, if and, and I want anyone in the group to know that if you're ever having a tough time, you know, you know, with anything, feel free to reach out to any of the hosts. Reach out to anyone in the group. We're we're all here and we're all a big family and we're all happy to help. You're you're never alone or any of that. And we're all you, you know, just to have a Disney conversation. Ask us about make a conversation. What's your favorite restaurant? What's your favorite ride? We're more than welcome to talk to anybody and uh and help out but uh like i said i do appreciate all the birthday wishes i i really enjoyed talking about frozen tonight it is my favorite if not one of my favorite disney movies <coughs> slash pixar movies and um i'm glad you guys really got as in-depth and and uh and heated about this as i expected he just you like to talk about frozen he just likes to go as oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, no i watched i watched this movie by myself um I'll watch this movie by myself at night to fall asleep. Trenton, thank you for the closure remarks. It, it, look, we are a family. Uh, reach out to any of us, like Trenton said. If you have, if you just want to talk, we're here. We are more than approachable. Tim, give me some closure remarks tonight. I, I this this topic, I was a little leery about this topic. Um, it is a very polarizing thing to have this ride in Epcot, as you guys have heard from this episode. You either hate it or you love it. There's no in-between. I personally don't think it belongs there. It's a great ride. The people that run the attraction are kind of rude. I mean, I don't think we've ever had a friendly person for the cast member. Yeah, I can't that say attraction. that. I don't, I, 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 don't, I just don't they remember don't. him because I don't... I, I honestly, since this got changed <sighs> over, I've been to the ride once. Tim's back to the rude cast members. I don't have a problem with any of the cast members there. I don't know when he rode I this don't, ride. I don't. <laughs> he's just old crotchety. They were on his lawn. He yelled at them. I don't. Yes, know. those were weird. The animatronics for this ride are amazing. I just for that part alone is why I like to ride the ride. But other than that, I can skip it. The only one I want to say one thing. It does have the weirdest, unexpected photo. Yes. Of any yeah. attraction. It's on the drop. But if you don't know it's there, you have no clue where the picture is coming. And it's it's on the opposite side of where you're gonna, supposed to be looking, too. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't know it's there. It's on the right side of the boat, and you're looking at the left I'm side. Really proud of my, I'm really proud of my last picture on this ride. So. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think the show in Hollywood Studios needs to go. I think that's run its course. It's a great show and oh a lot of fun, but God. I think they need to rotate that. I think they need to do a period with more movies. You know, do it with Tangled, do it with 
Just rotate them out. All right, Mikey, as we finish up tonight, uh, let me hear some of your closure marks on on Frozen in general. I just really damn well enjoy this, uh, this film. I like all of the music involved with it, even the Goofy Troll song. Um, it to, to to me it it hit on uh, on all cylinders when I watched it. Uh, everything from the f- and just knowing that it wasn't supposed to even happen and that they had major rewrites and had to bang this thing out so quickly. To have all of the inside kind of jokes that they were able to work in there, you know, about uh, you know why you falling in love so quick and you know stuff like that. You just met him. What color are his eyes? Or dreamy? Uh, just. And the Weaselton Weaselton thing, it's it was funny. It was all the way around. It was it was a very funny, uh, humorous cartoon that, at its core, was all about looking looking in upon yourself. I'll give some close remarks on this because I don't hate the movie. I really don't. Despite what Trenton may think, I don't hate it. The ride's okay. It's to me, it's like a it's like a C minus. I'll do it oh, I don't once think in a while. That bad. Uh, it's, but Adam, is it one you have to make on every attraction or on every well, trip? I just won't wait no. for this. I I just won't. I, I wouldn't wait for it. Either. Wait, I won't wait for it. But it, Third, I mean, I don't know if it's a C plus. I mean, the the technology behind. I it. think it's worth fast passing. It's worth fast passing in no. Epcot because you can get to Soren at late at night. The the ride for the line for this ride, the standby line is never going to be lower. The Soren standby line gets low. I'd all rather the time. chance a fast pass on Test Track. And Test Track's probably broken. Yeah, down. I don't bother with it. And I don't have I don't have to ride Test Track every trip either. No. But I would rather chance a Test Track fast pass fast pass than wait around for Frozen or get a fast pass. The problem Frozen. is if you Test Track fast pass and it, it's raining, pass. if you <laughs> get a Test Track fast pass and it's raining and it's closed down, you can't use the same tier fast pass at Frozen, which is That's fucking okay. stupid. Frozen's a one and done. I don't do it every time. What are you going to use the fast pass on then, Sora? No, Frozen's like a one and done. I, I don't need to do it. Like this next trip, I don't feel like I... You've never done it! Frozen he has done it. I have done it. Oh, you have done it. Okay. Frozen was okay. It's just an okay attraction. Ma- Ma- Maelstrom was an okay attraction. Maelstrom yes, was not great. It was, it was nice because you could walk on. Now that walk on is gone, because five year old girls. So look, I don't hate Frozen. I would, if it, if if they decided, you know what, this experiment didn't work. We're gonna we're gonna blow this up and do something else. Uh, Scandinavian, I would be like, sure, let me see what you got. I, I agree with that. Show me what you're working with. Shake that ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, fun, Trenton, loved the topic. I really did. It was a fun topic. So, from all of us here at Three Sheets of Mouse, I want to thank you all for making our, our show part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time, this time, and until next time, let it go. I don't have a skull or bones.